Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of Love It or Leave It. This is the Love It or Leave It podcast hosted by me and Jordan. I say me, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm Jordan and, uh, this, and this is Tommy and this is our first episode of our new podcast, Love It or Leave It. Yeah, we're uh, going to just well, take this podcast just to talk about stuff that's happened throughout the week or however long we've taken to record an episode and just really just to chat shit i'm not gonna <laughs> lie like have some debates chat shit and hopefully everyone gets interested in what we're talking about because uh, we're going to talk about more like football debates music and just general stuff in life that's happening to us yeah pretty much that is the general i mean people i mean people say oh what's your what's the theme of your podcast the our theme of our podcast is us the, yeah the, it's that, just us like just just sort of just just chatting about what we're doing just entertaining things that if you're what just chilling out or driving your car or smoking a spliff or something like that you can listen to and and be like oh that's 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 decent you know what i mean rather than be uh, listening to music and stuff like that so it's, it's just another option yeah it pretty much so like the first the first topic i got uh, it's quite a big one. This is this is one of the like, most crazy experiences I've ever personally had in my life. I don't know about you, but uh, I want to talk about the Dave situation that we we went oh, recently. Mate, don't went even through. get me started. <laughs> don't <laughs> even get no. My close mates know how much fucking pain I've gone through. So first of all, I have listened to Dave since. I'm not going to sound like that edgy kid, yeah, but oh, I've listened to Dave since day one. But I have listened to Dave since day one. <laughs> No, not day one, but since I'd say about 2017, 2016, obviously Thiago Silva received 2016 and Samantha, like two huge tunes that really kick-started Dave's career off. And that's when I sort of started getting into him. Um, and I've like, ever since Psychodrama has come out, I've been just fully obsessed. Like, I'm not going to lie, I think Psychodrama is one of the best like rap, UK rap albums of all time. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying that, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that, the... Um but that, like, like, there's a long story, obviously, to to this situation. But the, uh, what I wanted to talk about is the experience we had when we went to we had tickets to Dave at the O2 Arena the other day, and um, and oh, I mean it's better, probably better if you tell it. Like what what went down on that day? Well, let's let's go very to the straight beginning. So back in September, I think is when the tickets and dates got released for his show. Um, Obviously, I bought tickets to Bournemouth and so on. Me and Jordan both bought tickets to, to Bournemouth to, to watch him there, standing tickets, because it was the closest venue to us at the time, easiest to get to and from. Um, unfortunately, literally like a week before the event, I got hospitalised due to like an asthma attack with COVID and, and stuff like that. It's a long story. Now, that's a long story in itself. Um, so obviously I was gutted doctor basically said to me I wouldn't be able to attend a concert my mum was looking at me like yeah no nah, this ain't a good idea <laughs> so whilst I was in the hospital looking for other options I was like mate fuck it I'll just buy tickets to the O2 show like I'll still get to see him I've like wanted to see this guy for so long now. there's been so many opportunities where I could have and I haven't and I've missed him so we bought tickets to the O2 show um, and we've planned a day and as we're getting onto the train we see obviously Dave's story where he's talking about tube delays and stuff like that and we thought it was a little bit minor we didn't think much of it um, and then I think as we because obviously we got the train from Fratton to Waterloo I think once we were at Godalming we sort of realised that all the tubes were striking like all we, of them <laughs> because we had no idea we literally we were just sat there on the train like obviously go on the way up there we saw there's oh, a few minor like strikes or whatever and we thought ah. Oh, 
and then all of a sudden it just went to absolute shit from there yeah like we like <laughs> as we were looking we were like shit how the fuck are we gonna get there we're looking at taxis stuff like that like 90 quid for a taxi that we're looking for last minute hotels to book because we wouldn't be able to get back from the O2 to the train to make final train in time to get home so we were like proper panicking like how the fuck are we gonna do this um so we, we arrived at the O2 uh, uh, not at the O2 never fucking arrived there <laughs> never got there <laughs> we arrived at Waterloo um, and we looked at all our options and we looked outside and it was absolutely gridlocked because there was no tubes running everyone was getting cars and stuff it said that it would probably take about two hours hour and a half of it yeah so it was, when we were on the train we checked I think it was around the time we were at, at Guildford or wherever it was and um, we, yeah, we checked. We were like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, because we were basically looking for every possible option. Like, so I looked at taxis. And uh, we were just looking to get a taxi from Waterloo Station to the O2. It's about 20 minutes, 20 Yeah, like it, did, it, it, it literally didn't say that it was going to be long at all. It said it was going to be about like 25 minutes. So we were like, oh, cool, we'll get a taxi. Yeah, it said it was going to be like 40 quid, which is quite a bit. But we were willing to take a 20 quid billet each, you know what I mean? Not the end of the world, we'll get a taxi there. Um and then as we got off it wasn't um, until we got there yeah, however as, as we got off at Waterloo we were like oh right we've got a bit of time still because we're getting a taxi we'll, we'll get some munch um, we are looking to get some food and stuff I wasn't too hungry but Jordan Jordan got like I think like a meal or something um, <laughs> and then we are like yeah right let's let's book this taxi then we look and it was like yeah it's going to take an hour and a half maybe two hours and we were just both there like what the fuck like, and then we were like start panicking a bit we were like what are we actually going to do um, I was calling my brother I was calling my dad I was calling my mum I was like how are we gonna, like, how are we going to get there and they were both all just saying like you're going to have to buy a bullet and take two hours in a taxi that might not even get you there in time and we're like shit and the taxi was going to cost about 90 quid it went from like it literally doubled in price oh yeah and I think I think it was around this point we just went do you know what like the taxis are too too much like um but oh, but we should probably mention the, the mo- probably the most important fit. I think we've brushed over. <laughs> yeah. On the train up, I, uh, as we were like looking for um, basically any way to like get there, we, I just, I just, we just thought like, oh, what about if we just message? Yeah, Dave? we literally like, <laughs> well, like we actually have no fucking options at all. Like, literally, like this is what it came to. I'll read out the message that I actually sent to Dave. It's a bit of a public message, but. Um, this is what it says it says I'm coming to your show tonight and I have no way of getting back the tube strike have, has fully shafted me and my brother-in-law I've no idea what to do we don't have any money to book anything I'm literally going last resort and missing you to see if you can help at all I love you man and can't wait for the show tonight and then obviously I said <laughs> got to show him that I was a top fan so I sent him a thing from us uh Spotify Raptor and it said I was in this 0.1% and then I messaged him about half an hour later saying I'm not going to be able to make it to your show tonight due to the tubes I'm so upset obviously I'm not respecting anything in in return and then about five minutes later he messages me back bearing in mind he would have been in the O2 what like dressing room preparing for his one of the biggest shows of his tour and he goes, need an Uber question mark. <laughs> Maybe I can try and help my boy. I can't. I still, I still can't quite wrap my head. And I didn't it, see that because obviously we got off at Waterloo and we were looking at every option. I was on my phone, like calling people. I didn't really look at my Instagram. I didn't see that till we were on the train back because <laughs> we basically cut our losses and we were like, it's just not going to happen. Let's get the train back. And then whilst we were on the train back, I saw it. 
and I, I replied back saying I'm on the train home now I can't make it um, I said I had tickets to see you at Ball I've got hospitalised bought tickets to the O2 show but I couldn't come because of the tube delays I'm gutted and he went no what he replied after an hour so uh, literally ten, t- about 5 to 8 when he's scheduled to come on stage at about 9 I think um, he went no worries bro let's make it work sometime soon I mean that is just mental I just I still I still even though it happened like what a week and a half ago now I, I just can't go over it I really can't it's just so insane it's like one of the most surreal because we just messaged like it was never intended for like oh yeah he'll actually be able to help it was just like yeah a, it was just like an offhand oh maybe you never know uh, that sort of thing and it's just turned into like, and, and bear in mind this was about what a week or so before the whole thing with um I can't remember his name. Did you see that thing with the guy who like commented on Dave's TikTok and then Dave was roasting him on his oh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a week before that. So I think that, that I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that could have been you. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> uh, mate, I find it absolutely mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, like, Especially because I've listened to him for so long. Um, and I've just, I relate, I feel like everyone that listens to Dave can relate to his music in some way or another because he's such a normal person. Mm. Um, that yeah it just it felt, it's just, it felt unreal like so sick that he actually recognised me yeah it's, it's a, it was a great feeling I can't like cause I was literally there like I remember just before I saw the message as well I was there like could my luck get any fucking worse I've had the shittest couple of weeks going like oh, so bad but yeah that happened so it's yeah boosted my mood so much um, and, and I remember as we were on our train back as well because we booked tickets to wireless um, we went to book the Saturday at Crystal Palace so we could both see J. Cole because we're big we're quite big J. Cole fans as well we like, we like his music and we couldn't get those tickets in time so then we were like oh we'll go see Tyler instead and then we couldn't get those tickets uh-huh. so then we went to we saw the ASAP it. show and we were like yeah we'll, we'll do that bearing in mind like none of us like we hadn't really properly listened to ASAP like yeah, yeah like, I know his music and stuff I've never really listened to a full album of ASAP Rocky before yeah neither actually um, never and then we were looking at the lineup for the day that we booked and it was like Lil Uzi, Trippy Red, The Kid Leroy, Fever Foreign and like the lineup. We were just getting gassed about that on the way back so that sort of lifted our mood and then we saw the DM from Dave we were like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, like literally on a train full of people the way back from London. They've probably been working all day and we were just there like, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah. Dave's DM me. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know where we're, we're going to like upload this but like wherever we do, I'll put in the description or comments or whatever. I'll put a link to the video of when we discovered it because I just started <laughs> filming. I was like, "This has to be recorded." <laughs> literally, was, I was sweating. Like, like it was crazy. Like, but we, I mean, literally, like, we, so we were already like, yeah, like you just said, we were already like lifted, uh, lifted our moods and stuff. The fact we saw the wireless lineup, we were already like, oh, that's boosted our mood a bit, like made us feel a bit better, something to look forward to. And then you see the message from Dave. It's literally, yeah, like, it was literally, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't believe. You know, it's like when you slide onto your DMs and you see like the name in bold. It was just like, what? Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it came up because because like, it just came up in like you just saw the Santan was highlighted, and it was just like, oh my, no, there's no way. Like, I don't know. It was it was literally one of the craziest things. Like, I mean, and he's definitely he's definitely like. Well, is he your number one of all time? Your number one artist of all time, no, would you say? No, Kanye is definitely my number one. But Dave... Dave and Kanye are such different artists. But I just think Dave is in, just insanely talented. Insanely talented. And he's definitely the best UK rapper. He's the hottest rapper. He's one of the hottest rappers in the world at the moment. I'd say in the world. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, like, probably in the UK. But he's probably in the like UK, in, in Europe. 
Yeah, in the UK, yeah. he's probably like number he's, one, yeah, arguably. But I mean, Kanye, for me, is just that man is so talented like yeah he's fucking mental what he's doing with Pete Davidson but skeet <laughs> at the skeet moment that, that's what was giving me my um, entertainment whilst I was in hospital just seeing the daily uploads on Kanye's Instagram like what is <laughs> what is ye doing mate what is ye doing what is he playing at um, yeah I mean but yeah no it's the way he produces his beats makes his music it's just insane like the, I feel like Kanye has his own genre yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's his own genre. It's, yeah. He's he's very intelligent. You can hear like Kanye influence. Like, I mean, I remember uh, when I listened to oh, I can't remember which I can't remember which Kendrick album it is or the song. So this is literally pointless even saying <laughs> it. But I was listening to an old older Kendrick album the other day, and I just remember hearing one of the songs and being like, "There's so much Kanye influence on this track." Yeah. It, yeah like, and you can just hear it. It's like it, he's got his own unique sound, really, isn't it? Like, it's the same with like Kid Cud- Kid Cudi. Sorry and Kanye Kanye really boosted Kid Cudi's genre because it's the same as Kanye's yeah. it is the same genre and that's why Kid Cudi's huge as well because he makes music that feels like you are the main character when yeah. you listen to Kanye's music you feel like you're the main character listening to it and that's why people love his music so much you get such a boost out of listening because it's sort of just about day to day stuff like and really like dark thoughts especially mm. in My Beautiful Dark and Twisted Fantasy there's so many dark thoughts in there and the the album Ye yeah that there's so many dark thoughts but that we all sort of think sometimes yeah so yeah, he yeah, makes yeah. it normal I love I love I love Ye yeah, I think I think Ye is like one of the best well it's one of my favourites anyway it's, it's so it's, it's, a, like, it's more like it's an so EP short. isn't it it's yeah. like it's sort of like Kids See Ghosts is such a cool little EP mm. album and they've got so much replay value because they're so short like you could yeah. never get bored of it like, yeah the songs oh. are so good I think especially when not for me anyway when you're, when you're lighting a spliff or you're done animals and <laughs> stuff like that listening to Kid Cudi or Yee or Stephen Dave like you feel the music so much more because you're so much more in your thoughts yeah. So I feel like when you, when I listen to music anyway, I have to like proper concentrate and listen to it because I like listening to the lyrics, listen to the production of the beats, and how it's actually made and put together and and engineered is is so interesting to me. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, and another thing I like about about Kanye and his albums and stuff, every album's got a theme, and you can yeah. see like, I mean, I, I mean, I've not done like the most research, but I watched a, a TikTok the other day, and it was like, um, oh. Uh, the beautiful part of Dark Fantasy is like his him talking about the problems that come with fame yeah 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 and, so um, he talks in the first half of it, he talks about the problems with fame and then the second half he talks about his family yeah. so how he's split into he wants to get high if you look at the the first song of the album which is called Monster no Monsters no, Monsters not Monsters not the first the first one is Dark, is it, Dark Fantasy yeah that's it um, he talks about like can we get much higher can like mm. can I get more famous can I do these drugs can I get higher and then in the second second sort of half of the album when Runaway uh, sort of after Runaway he talks more about his family and and his wife and well not wife or how he wants to get married and, and, and stuff like that and it's it's so it really contradicts either side of that it's like two albums in one it really yeah. contradicts each other but that's what makes it so interesting because he just contradicts himself mm. yeah I mean I, and like, what's the other one so you got obviously like the Bear Trilogy like oh, College Dropout yeah, College yeah. Dropout I mean I've, I've recently listened to College Dropout again and there's so many bangers on there like Through the Wire Jesus Walks Family Business 
like oh this oh, Jesus so walks as well. Oh, that that yeah. is a great boom, song. Boom 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 boom. boom. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, such a banger. This um, is my favourite one. I literally that was because I think Jesus obviously I, I always not everyone knows Kanye, but I think I started listening to him. It's probably around the time like fully all, like listening to him all the time. Probably when I was about. Oh, early teens so about 13, 14 and uh, yeah. Jesus Walks was one of the first ones I had saved to my playlist I was like oh, this song yeah, college drop. And I mean so you've got hard. All Falls Down on there as well Slow Jams and Breathe and Breathe Out which is too Slow Jams is so sick because it starts off with Jamie Foxx just having a conversation about how he's at a party and listening to a girl and he was like we don't we don't have enough respect for girls these days and then like, it sort of like goes into the music after that and it's really interesting to listen to and then obviously you got late registration that came out a year after because Kanye actually produced College Dropout I think it was about 2001 he started producing it in like 1999 2000 yeah because you've, um, see, you've seen the Kanye documentary yeah, yeah. I still have not made, I mean I've just come back from, from Amsterdam so I've still not had a chance to watch it I, I've missed it so far I'm going to try and watch it this week um, but yeah I mean so is, is that, is that did it talk a lot about stuff like that in the doc the, yeah the, the, the main two so the first two episodes of the documentary is literally how he gets his record label with I think was it Rockefeller Rockefeller that's it yeah yeah Um, how he gets his record label and and how hard he works his relationship with his mum and how much his mum influenced his music and what he did and how he viewed life that's why when obviously it's towards the end of the second episode where you hear about obviously his mum dying from a heart attack or cardiac cardiac arrest about how he sort of really starts going off the rails because his mum held him down so much in a good way yeah. in a positive way um, but like I mean my my favourite Kanye album for me personally is Graduation I just I don't think there's any skips on that that's album. my favourite album I, I don't think there's any ready. skips but I can also see I think the second has to be College Dropout then probably My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy I mean it's just so hard because I think his discography is just so good Yeah, it's I think amazing. he's got the best discography and He's got, so, he's got so many bang. I think he's, in my opinion, his discography mm. is the best. I mean, Kendrick's definitely up there. Dave, there's not enough for it to be up there yet. I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say Kendrick. Have you seen, um, have you seen Stevie Wonder's documentary? It sounds mental. Not the type of music we normally listen to, but like I watched a video of like the best ever discographies the other day. Stevie Wonder is like crazy, crazy good. Really? Yeah, like every album's a ten. To be fair, superstitious is superstition. Sorry, is an absolute banger. Yes, yeah, like nothing beats when you're drinking and you're and you're with your mates and superstition comes on, mate. I'm 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 taking my top off and throwing it about, <laughs> mate. It's pure limbs, mate. Yeah, like have you, I've listened to only I've listened to one Stevie Wonder album all the way through, and it's uh, songs. I think it's called Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> And uh, oh, that well, is so good. That was recommended to me, yeah. to me by a friend. Of like, I've I've also like recently at the moment made a playlist of like songs that I believe are perfect, and they're more like from rappers like like Kid Cudi, Kendrick, Kanye, um, Tyler, Frank Ocean, like those style of rappers. And f- for me, that is just amazing. I feel like also people like Nux, Bacar, uh, Saint. I want to say Saint, or is it Santa? Something like that. Um, their style of UK underground rap is just so unique and cool. 
Mm. Um, like especially like Nux Flow and his, the beats that I made because he get he has someone that actually produces beats just for him, and like the beats and the raps on it is just so so cool. Like Los Palos Hermanos, oh, obviously tuned, referencing yeah. Breaking Bad, is just such a good song. The flow and just the energy that he has on it is so so good, so yeah. good. Every t- I mean every time I hear that intro, it's just it makes me want to watch Breaking Bad. But Breaking Bad, literally, I, I would say probably his best show, TV show of all time. I would probably, yeah. I'd probably go. Yeah. Uh, he's got like, the best, best, best like, acting. The acting in that show is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Level. I mean, I would have. It's it's crazy to me to think that there would be a show that would overtake Game of Thrones as my favorite show of all time. But like, see, I've never okay. watched Game of Thrones. It's I, just not my thing. Oh, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone, especially later seasons. I mean, I can't lie. Season, I didn't mind season seven. But the latest season, the final one, was was honestly just like. It's just bad. Yeah, I mean, thi- I think that's common knowledge at this point. But yeah, thing is, I would when I'm watching something, I have to be really interested in it because my attention span is too shit. <laughs> I won't like it if I'm not really interested. In it, I don't like the concept of it. I won't like. It. That's why I, I, I like the Kanye documentary because it, it interests me and the, the Breaking Bad. It proper interested me with the characters and how much attachment you get to the characters. And stuff like that. So, so yeah. I, but it also, it I found it hard to get into Breaking Max. The first season is very, very slow. Yeah, no, it I, is very slow. But after the first season, it just keeps getting better and better and better. It's I think just like it's, third season yeah. is just the best, best TV I've ever watched. The third season is just insane. I, th- I think it's just it's uh, for me. I mean, I, I didn't definitely not my favorite season five in terms of like how much I personally enjoyed it but I do think season five could arguably be considered like the most well made just because I think the show personally for me gets better and better as it goes along just because of how like you, your, expect, your expectations are like, oh okay so Walt's probably gonna I mean spoilers but it came out like 2013 so, <laughs> I mean, if you haven't watched it at this point like, sorry but you like, should watch it you should definitely watch yeah. it before I mean it, like you all think everyone thinks oh Walt's gonna you know, finally settle down and like uh, the family will forgive him, and you know he'll f- he'll find some sneaky way out of it. But but you just it just subverts your expectations every step yeah. of the way. Yeah, it's one like, of those shows that definitely keeps you on your toes. Yeah, definitely keeps you on your toes. You know what what's what's going to happen, and it's also very comedic at times. Now, obviously, the pizza scene with the pizza on the roof—that's yeah. like very funny, iconic, and, yeah, and, and stuff like that. So it's also very it's very serious show, but at the same time, there's a lot of funny episodes, like the fly episode, like oh, when they had oh. they had no budget to film anything, so they just stay in the same room looking for this fly the whole episode. But in a way, it, it's one of the best episodes in the this, in this mm. series you know that's one of the most controversial episodes like, I watched a I watched a video about it. apparently a large proportion of the fan base think that episode's just dumb and just should yeah, just no, and yeah. it's out of place but like I, I thought I remember watching it and just I, I remember at the end it's, it's definitely one of the most memorable ones because yeah. at the end of the episode uh, when like obviously the whole theme is like there's a fly essentially that has contaminated in Walt's the, words the lab yeah. the lab when really Jesse's point is oh it's just a fly but Walt's point is no it's a contamination like we need to get rid of this it's important blah 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 and, and then by the end of the episode you're just like you've learned so much about these characters yeah, and their relationship 100%, 100%. and you just, you just have a whole new understanding of the show yeah you see right. you from it just being a fly you see how both of them view life it is like it's very interesting. Je- Jesse is one of my favorite characters of all time. I was going to ask actually, who's your favorite? Is it is it Jesse, your favorite character from Breaking Bad? Because I think my favorite character might be Hank. I, I think mine's Hank. actually Mike. 
Oh, Mike, yeah, I love great. Mike. Oh. I love Mike. I think he's just such a top geezer. When <laughs> obviously spoiler alerts and stuff. When Walt kills Mike, I was so angry. I was so angry at Walt. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, mate? You want to slap in the face? <laughs> like I actually want to slap you in the face so bad right now." Oh, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, when uh, again, massive spoilers. If you have not, se- like, basically, skip ahead like ten minutes if you've not seen Breaking Bad because like you need to see it without spoilers. Like it's so important. But like, when spoiler now when Hank dies oh my god honestly that episode I yeah I, I think that's my favourite episode of maybe TV ever. when Hank dies it's just oh it's meant to, it's when Walt drops to the floor and that's when it's that's when it's finished for him I think yeah that's when you know he's done when he loses like his I know it's not his brother but his brother-in-law that he's literally like been so close to because I think yeah. I, I think Hank as well symbolises a lot of he symbolises like the family for Walt more than I would say Skylar does because Hank not only is he family and Walt loves him and stuff but he's also his biggest antagonist that he's yeah, literally he's looking for him the whole time yeah I that's think, why it's so interesting yeah I think Hank really does symbolise like uh, so that Jesse would would because uh, they use a lot of color as well, so like, you know, you'll notice. Yeah, how, like, each character Jesse, has their color. Yeah, Jesse wears a lot of like yellow, which y- yellow in Breaking Bad represents like the drug world because obviously they have like the hazmat suits. Whereas Hank, I can't remember what color it is, but uh, there's a, there's another color that represents family that Hank wears like constantly. Yeah, Skyler's constantly wearing blue. Yeah, and um, um, Marie wears purple. Purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's very interesting show. I would highly, highly recommend. There's also also like another show I'd really recommend on Netflix is The Last Dance, and that's only if you if you like sports documentaries and stuff. But The Last Dance is definitely the best sports documentary I've ever watched. It's all about how Michael Jordan rose. It, it all, not even just Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, I should say, yeah. rose to the top. And their individual backgrounds, like Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, even like Steve Kerr. Um, it talks all about them and then obviously Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause uh, Jerry Krause's influence on the Chicago Bulls and how he's so controversial and yeah that's very interesting and the way it's filmed it goes like like through time and then it goes back in time and then through time to explain the story so you're sort of like missing out the middle but seeing two sides which is really really cool yeah, I mean, it's a bit. I mean, obviously, a basketball player, any real like top level athlete, their career is long, and and there's a lot of like things that happen. So like to re- to narrow it down into like these like how many episodes is it? It's like eight. Eight. Yeah, I think it's yeah. about eight episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's that's one of the top documentaries I've seen. Definitely. Like, it, it, I mean, I never watched a single basketball game before I watched it. And uh, and I watched. It. I, just, I loved it. Thought yeah, it was I so got good. proper into basketball during lockdown because two <laughs> K, it was me NBA two K nine two K twenty. I think it two K twenty two K twenty was released for free on PlayStation, and obviously like my mates downloaded it. I downloaded it and just got so into it, and then started watching basketball in real life, and then getting into the players and then learning the history of the basket of basketball. It's such a such an interesting sport. So, so yeah, proper, proper got into that during lockdown and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, talk about basketball for all day. I mean, I say that I can't. I don't really know that much about it. But like, I do one thing. I do want to talk about is the uh, Spurs Everton game yesterday. Obviously, you're a big Tottenham fan. Oh, what a game! Oh, what a game! Result. I think, oh, Harry Kane. But he's just the best striker in the league, in my opinion. Obviously, everyone's got their different opinions but Harry Kane is just he, oh, the goal he scored yesterday the volley across goal similar to the goal that Ronaldo scored against Spurs 
it was just top, top level to finish that first time. And I mean, you got people, players like Dejan Kulisevsky, like Shining. He's been what a signing oh, he's, yeah, been, he's been since he's joined. What a signing he's been brilliant, uh, absolutely. He's, he's had a goal contribution at every game he's played. I think so far. I could be wrong. Yeah, about except that. For, I think I think but except for the first game he played. But yeah, like we scored against City, um, a couple of assists here and there. It's just yeah, he's 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 quality in the way he creates something or nothing is is good. I mean the front. I think Spurs' front three of Kane, Son, and Kulusevski is definitely good enough to win the league. It's just mm. the rest of the team is so shoddy. Like watching the defense at times, it's just so just draining. Because I feel like we do have all the right players. We just at Spurs don't have the right mentality to win. Like we got the right manager. We got got some of the best players in the world in Harry Kane, Hugman Son, yeah, and stuff like that. But we just can't win. I think I, I think <laughs> just can't win a trophy. It's just cursed. Yeah. The thing with it's just the history of Spurs. I don't get Tottenham. I really don't understand them because you'll watch a team against City, and I mean, on paper before that game, you go, oh, Tottenham will just lose the midfield battle every time. Like there's no, but they obviously beat City, which is crazy. Great. Like, we did the double over them this season. Yeah, oh, and God, they've only lost. Crazy. They've only lost three games, and we've two, two of those two, games two have been Spurs. And then the next week to lose to to lose to uh, what's it called? Who did they lose to the next Burnley. week? Burnley, yeah. And then Middlesbrough as well. Yeah. It, I just don't get it. And then to batter Everton, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Ever- Everton are just oh, Everton are shit. Everton are shit. I mean, I think what happened against them against City was unfair. That was a definite handball. Rodri, <laughs> Rodri, like, how City got away with that? I will never know how much they paid the ref. You yeah, want to talk about United paying off the league? Jesus, like United are just. They're a lost club at the moment. I don't know who's going to be their manager next season. Oh god, you know. I mean, we'll get. We'll, I'm going to ask in a minute about the United yeah. game. Don't worry, because like the, the the derby is a big thing. But it's uh, like I think with um, with Tottenham, like I think I think a big, a huge, at least one. Because I know they've got like Romero and stuff, but at least one big, big defender they need because I just don't think that their current defence is good enough to, no. get, to get top four no no it's, just, definitely, it's, it's more just Spurs are so inconsistent mm. they're so inconsistent at the moment we'll go, we beat City one week lose to Burnley and then smash Everton 5-0 and look like a top top world class team yeah. whilst we're doing it but this is what I mean I can see how Antonio Conte is getting so frustrated with his with his players and team because we're just so inconsistent one day we'll go out go out, and we're so up for it we want to win the game so bad that we'll do anything like look at the result at Leicester with the two goals in, two, in the last two minutes in a game with Bergwijn and, and Kane scoring a 91st not that 97th minute winner against City and stuff like that like proper being up for it and playing right to the very last whistle um yeah, that I mean that is the the literal definition of a top player. I mean Harry Kane. I mean yeah, he's right. uh, in recent form. He's 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 just been so good. Yeah, that's the thing. so good. Everything that happens in that Spurs team goes through him or Son. Everything pretty much. Literally, I mean I I mean I think players like Hoybier. He's he's underrated. I think every time I watch Hoybier, he plays really well. I don't know. Every I don't time. know if Hoybier because a lot of people think he's he's shite shy, like. And I can see, like, certain certain times when he's defended and stuff, he's running around like a headless chicken. He is. He fully just runs around like a headless chicken. He he does cover the ground, but at the same time, like, he's not that not that good. It's the same with Harry Wings, sort of just lateral passes, lateral passes. We need to actually get a midfielder that can pick a ball out. Like that's why I think when Ericsson left, we've just 
struggled so much ever since then because we don't have that attacking midfielder that can pick a pass forward. Yeah. That can do like an unreal ball. And that's when, in the last few games, actually, Doherty has started to pick these balls forward now. Like, the assist for Kane to score that volley was from Doherty. And he, Doherty actually got two assists that game as well. Yeah. And he scored in the last game that we played against Leeds. Yeah, he's playing well. So he's, he's actually playing quite well. Um, I don't but, know. I think, yeah, I think well, Spurs United next next week. That's that's a huge, huge fixture. Huge, huge game. I mean, it can go either way. Both teams. I mean, Spurs on top form. United are on terrible form. But obviously, on paper, the teams are. Well, I'd say they're quite. The last uh, time they played, quite I, I went to the last time they played, and United won three 0 Oh yeah, you did go, didn't you? Ronaldo scored. Rashford scored. I don't know who else got. I can't remember. Maguire, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Maguire. He scored around Spurs got point. a goal disallowed, but it was just such a shit. It was Nuno's last game in charge for Spurs. And Nuno never looked right for the Spurs job. He just mm. never did. No, do you know what? I'm not even joking. I, I forgot no knew I was there until he just said that. Because I was about to say, like, oh, I can't believe they uh, got rid of Mourinho and talk about that whole thing. And then talk about they got Conte. Nuno was there. Yeah, I, I completely there. forgot. Played, well, what, 20 games is what he just Spurs? Maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, it got sacked. I do think it's, it was the right decision to sack him and get Conte in because Conte is just levels above. But at the same time, I think the way the club treated him was probably not, and not yeah, that good. The club mentality towards managers, it's not great. I mean, oh, yeah, the, the, the Mourinho, yeah, and the Mourinho situation because the Mourinho thing is the one that gets me because if you watch the uh, All or Nothing, the Spurs All or Nothing, I mean, you can clearly see from behind the scenes that like Mourinho as a manager is very involved. I mean, the conversation he had with Deli Ali is one of the most like. I mean, that that really watching that was like crazy yeah. to see. Cause that, yeah, it, but it, also yeah. the conversation he has with Danny Rose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like just but you can see actually Mourinho. If he don't like you, he's not going to listen to you. Yeah, and that's unfair. I do think that's unfair because it, uh, with Danny Rose he talks about some of his performances compared to the other players' performances and like, Danny Rose goes yeah I've had a few poor performances but so have these players mm. and Mourinho's like I don't care he, like you know obviously he doesn't say that to him but it, it gives off the same energy that he just doesn't really care because yeah. he's already made his decision up about Danny Rose it's just it's a sort of manager it, you've got I think You've got to know your manager because it's like back in the day that you with uh, Ferguson at United. I mean, none of those players. Because you know, it's some like Berbatov. Obviously, n- most of the players yeah. never took the piss with with Fergie. Like. Well, it's like Rudy didn't Rudy actually because I've watched a Rudy documentary as well. He goes into Sir Alex Ferguson's office because he was thinking about leaving in twenty ten. I think it was around them sort of times. And he goes to Sir Alex. He goes, "Who are we signing?" Because if we're not signing yeah. anyone good, I want to leave. And I'm like the bottle to do that to Sir yeah. Alex is just, yeah. Apparently, obviously, Sir Alex just told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly that. But no one, will, you won't get people saying like, "Oh, Sir Alex should be like, like more lenient towards his players." It's not that. But you get people saying for a boot at what David Beckham's but, face, did he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. For a boot at David Beckham's face, it cut his eye. Christ, I mean, something like that, like yeah. But that's passion for you. That's, that's yeah. passion, mate. But I mean, it, it's not obviously, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I watched, I watched a Roy Keane video the other day on my TikTok and like his best tackles and challenges and stuff. And you just think like, that maybe that is what's missing from. Well, from the yeah, I was looking, now. I was looking at obviously their analysis of the Manchester derby so I think it was Michael Richards Michael Keane Jamie Redknapp in the studio 
obviously Jamie Redlap's always just there I don't think he actually ever says anything <laughs> such a <laughs> shit pundit um, oh, I love him though. nah I love him as well but he's not the best pundit but whereas like it's just Michael Keane is so frustrating watching United because they're just so bad and then they're analysing the goal that Mares scored I think it was the second one where Gundu um, slips him through and it, actually the ball hits the hair in the face but goes in um, quality finish um but he's just going, what is McTominay doing? Because obviously McTominay plays the exact same position that Michael Keane... Oh, not Michael Keane. <laughs> Michael, I mean, um, just clocked that you said Michael Keane. Uh, Roy Keane yeah. um, played. Um, and he's just like, what's he doing? He's like, do anything, tackle him, run at him, take him out. Anything you can mm. do possible to, to, to get the ball away. If you get a card, you get a card. Do you know what I mean? It stops a goal, it's worth it. Um, and it's just... The, McTominay's just just jogging along and just doing nothing yeah. if, if a player with like the sort of keen mentality was in that United team now I mean would they have would they have lost that game as bad as they did probably not because Keane's not going to let these players in like that the, the, the United it's not necessarily let them in. in it's just the City are a class above United it's literally oh, like course, watching yeah. men versus boys oh if United beat City I'd be like Oh, that's that's like the biggest upset. I don't think they're even. So in the I, same I do think City will go will go and win the league. I, I doubt they'll drop points for the rest of the season. Like maybe they'll get a draw here, or maybe they'll get one loss. But obviously, you got City Liverpool coming up, and that's a huge game. Yeah, that's I mean, huge. Liverpool are creeping back. They are creeping back, and I and I don't see them dropping points. Liverpool. Liver- like- if you actually look at the fixture list, the the fixtures favour City a lot. Liverpool have to play Arsenal still. They also have to play City still. And obviously City have to play Liverpool. But I back, I do I back Liverpool over pretty much any team in the league. Not I mean I think with with City it can go either way. I mean it really does depend who's home and who's away with, yeah, with that, no, with that game. It really does but um I think Liverpool I do really Liverpool, back Liverpool Liverpool have Arsenal to play still, United to play still, City to play still, Villa, Tottenham like they Wolves they do have a lot of good teams to play whereas I don't think City other than playing Liverpool have to play any more of the big six I don't think they have to play they have to play Brighton Palace obviously Liverpool Burnley Wolves Watford Leeds Newcastle West Ham Villa I mean the fixtures heavily favour City yeah they do they do I mean, it just depends. I mean, obviously, you never know what's going to happen in the Premier League. Literally, anything can happen. I mean, we've seen that. Uh, anyone can beat anyone. That's the, that's one of the things that makes it so entertaining. I mean, you never yeah, know. Arsenal no, could win the league. You never know. <laughs> okay. I no, mean, Arsenal. Arsenal are definitely favourites for top four now. In the fourth spot, they are definitely favourites. I mean, they're on what forty-eight points. They've got game in. They've what got three games in hand of United and are above them. They've I got a game yeah. in hand of Chelsea. I don't think anyone predicted that at the start of the season either. I mean, I, well, they I lost had their them, first three games. Yeah, I had them. I had them finishing eighth again, if I remember right. I think Spurs will finish sixth or fifth um, in one of those two spots. I think that's the same with United. United will finish fifth or sixth. It just I don't know which way it will be. I don't know who will finish fifth yeah. and who will finish. Fifth. I mean, I hope that Spurs finish fifth so they get Europa League next season. Um, I mean, it's on. It's honestly, to me, but it's honestly shocking that United are doing as. I mean, obviously with, not doing with the poor, quality but, uh, of players they have. Yeah, because I mean, look at their defense. Like, their everyone defense says is every, insane. Every, their defense, well, like on paper, 
Well, I've no, I don't even like think it is. United's defence. Yeah, Varane. Varane. Quality, quality world-class defender, yeah. But, and well, Luke Shaw, I know he's injured. Luke Shaw has literally been awful this season. Yeah, the, the way he, he, his actual, the way he defends and his awareness is so bad. I was watching this video of Rio Ferdinand analysing United's defence. And he's talking because Maguire and Shaw are both on that left side. Now they've started playing Tejas instead. That Shaw doesn't even play anymore. Um, and it's the way Shaw's he he bites in so much and leaves such a space for an attacker to to look at uh, on the on the right side of the pitch for the attacker. And it's just it's yeah. I mean, is that him or is, is that him? Obviously, it is him. But is that him or or is that the the system that they're playing? Because I think when you watch Shaw for for England, or even when you watch him for United last season under a different system. He was he was amazing, and I think yeah. he's obviously players take longer to adapt, which is that is obviously another separate like that's another skill to have in the game. How good is your adaptability and for like tactical familiarity systems. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that? 100%. I mean, it's just like it's, maybe it just doesn't sit. I mean, he does push forward, doesn't he? I mean, he likes to get those crosses in. He's bloody oh good yeah, no, he is good. I mean, look, he scored the goal in the Euro final. I think that yeah. all <laughs> changed our lives for about yeah. for about an hour. Exactly. <laughs> an hour. Like. Um, and then obviously I know like look, this when I say this name it's going to be like what is he on about but in terms of like Wambasaka is one of the best tacklers in terms of a fullback and the fact that he's been playing as bad as he is I think he hasn't even indicator. been playing really obviously he played he, in the derby yesterday yeah, but Dalot has really taken his place in, in that United team and he got bodied by Phil Foden yeah, it's quite I mean he, I, I've seen Phil Foden he's <laughs> uh, a streak of piss mate. he probably he, weighs <laughs> about 60 kilos and he's he tiny and he got bodied yeah. my, my man flew yeah, I think he might still be in orbit right now like my man flew yeah. um, but I mean the fact that Wan-Bissaka's play, like, playing like that and I saw a tweet it was quite funny yeah, that wan plays like he's he's got sandals on yeah he's, he really <laughs> he has he really has he's not been playing great um, and I, I think 80 million for Harry Maguire is just Harry Maguire is awful I don't think he should be starting for England I don't think he should be anywhere near that England team I really do do Club not form. think I would yeah. I, even though he does perform well for England I just don't want him anywhere near that team mm. I, I, do, I don't want Pickford in that team after Pickford's performance yesterday it was awful I mean, I mean Son's yeah. first goal should have so easily been saved um Yes. I, I'd, I'd take Ramsdale it's just and I know a, Pickford a, has that experience and I would definitely keep him to have on the sub and if England did get in a penalty shootout I'd sub him on mm. 100% sub him mm. on because he's definitely got he's definitely got the ability to stop the penalties I mean you saw it in the Euro final seen it in the round of 16 against Colombia in the World Cup he's definitely got that ability mm. but is in shot stopping and distribution I think Ramsdale is better as I think distribution is such a like it's such a big thing with modern goalkeeping. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sort of like great. <clears throat> yeah, like I mean, it's not a thing that was necessarily like uh, important or like really sought out. I mean, you're handling your shot stopping stuff like that. Your diving and reflexes was the main thing. But like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just it's that age old thing of like how much should club form affect international. Um, or how if you're picked or not for your club? I, mean, I personally think it should it should take a quite a big, um, you know, it should be taken into consideration because if you've got say um, if you're uh, if you're the manager of like Germany, right, if for like the, the Euros in 2016, would you you've just won the World Cup? You've got that World Cup team, but you've got an aging squad, right? Do you look at it and go like, right, these players are all old and they're not necessarily been performing at the top level for their clubs, 
but for the World Cup, they literally the smashed that. Like, yeah. It's that age-old thing. Like, do Pickford was like, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. I know he didn't win it. Pickford was keeper of the tournament at Euros. Maguire was amazing. Um, like all these things, like Shaw was amazing. Uh, there's, I mean, you could pick out half the team. And Calvin Phillips was playing brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Pickford got the relegated. golden glove, didn't he? It was, yeah, yeah, I think Pickford got the golden because we only conceded against in the semi-final Den- Denmark and yeah. Italy. Denmark, the semi-final was the first. And goal that free kick was just that was a top-class free kick yeah, from Damsgaard. No one's complaining about that. That was a no. great free kick from Damsgaard. I remember watching like shit, but then we scored again. Like literally, like ten minutes later, so I was like, oh, mm. that was that <laughs> was. <laughs> I remember. I, was, uh, um, I remember. I was uh, during that game. They was they scored the free kick, and then at half time, um, we were all like, right, we need to because uh, we were going to get some. Um, we were going to pick up for some place of it. And we were like, right, the guy's here. We need to get. We need to get over there. We have got about fifteen minutes to get there and back. And I remember <laughs> the game. The second half kicked off when we we're on the way back, and uh, all I could see was in all the pub windows was people literally going mental. I was like, we've missed the goal. Yeah. But it was. Um, it was when Maguire missed that like blatant chance. Remember in yeah, that game, he missed um, like an absolute sitter. Yeah, I think with with the England squad, it like my starting lineup is depends obviously if we play a back three or not. But I'm saying that we would be playing a back three because I think that's more Southgate style. I would want Ramsdale and go. Um, I'd want John Stones left centre back. <laughs> See the, the centre backs are the hardest option. I think I'd want Tamori to play. Mm. I don't know what my third centre back would be. The thing is, is it it does a massive thing is like we don't have a left footed centre back, which isn't the biggest thing. And it's not. Yeah, but you got to remember, John Stones has been playing left back for City. Has he been playing left back? He's been playing left back for City I in some games. Then I haven't really been watching that much. Yeah, so but. so he can definitely play that left centre back role. I mm. think. Um, I don't, I'm a right right centre back. I'd, I'd ha- definitely have Tamori and Stones, and then there's that. Like, you just got to chuck one in, haven't you? Like, in my opinion, I'd have Eric Dyer, and I, I would yeah. see how loads of people would disagree with that. Uh, I'm not saying he's the best, but in my opinion, I'd rather have Eric Dyer than Harry Maguire. Yeah. That is a big statement because like, it's just so frustrating because uh, it's not valid to say. Oh, um, oh, but Maguire played so well for the Euros and all that. He deserves to be in the team because he's been so like he's been on another level of poor, at least recently. That it's like it's mistake after mistake after mistake, card after card, just like. But he does work in a back three, so I do want to pick yeah. him. But oh no, sorry, my right centre back would be Carl Walker. Completely missed out. It'd be Car. Yeah, I'd have Tamori Stones and Carl Walker as my three centre backs. See, Tamori is a must pick. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's a strong defence. And, um, and I would, I would bring up uh, Wesley Fofana, not for the starting eleven, but I'd bring him up as, well, as a backup. He's, he's French, isn't he? Leicester centre back. Yeah, he is. He is French. I don't know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Who am I thinking of? Right wing back. This is where it gets quite. I'd. Ha- I would have Rhys James over Trent. Who am I? It's going to annoy me. Who am I thinking of for that English centre back? Concert. No, it's not him. It's young, really young. But it's going to it's just. Man, I could. Man, I could be thinking of a regen on Football Manager. I play so much Football Manager. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'd Trent. have my right wing back. I'd have. I'd have Rhys James. You'd have it over Trent. I'd have, and I know that's controversial, but if you actually look at the stats this season, Rhys James has started 20 games for Chelsea, obviously, because he got injured. And mm. Trent started 27, and Rhys James has only two goal contributions behind him. Really? That's crazy. I mean, uh, it's because James Trent doesn't well. score, whereas Rhys James scores, mm. gets assists, and can also defend well. Yeah, no, the, honestly, the, pro- the, 
the fullback situation we've got in England is our uh, yeah you've got Tripp, Trippier so Walker I think obviously I don't know about Chilwell because he's been he's been injured because mm. from the start of the season four when he was playing I'd be like yeah Chilwell's my left wing back because mm. he was playing quality I mean Reese James and Chilwell at, at both fullbacks because I was like Bro, they're mm. doing it both for their club they play for the same club their connection yeah. is so good I mean like, this is going to be so exciting to see for England and obviously they both got injured Rhys James is back now but I don't know how long Chilwell I think he's out for the rest of the season I mean we've still um, got um, uh, we've still got well is it March now so what's that like, it'll be in December so, so like 8-9 months yeah, still yeah but like it, it depends if he can find his form again before before the, the tournament because if he can't he shouldn't be he doesn't mm. deserve to get picked yeah. because the other players should get picked out yeah. over him so if he can't if Chilwell can't get picked at left wing back I would go for Trippier for Trippier yeah at left wing especially back being especially being back especially, especially because obviously everyone says about James Ward-Prowse with his free kick ability but Trippier has proven in his last couple of games mm. that he played for Newcastle yeah he's broken his foot yeah but he's proven that he is a quality set piece taker yeah I mean, um, I, I'm not. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not putting Ward Prowse in my team. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm yeah, put, yeah. We're for, like, if you don't know, we're from Portsmouth, I, and obviously, that's a big rivalry with the South Island. And, and not only that, but James Ward Prowse actually was born in Portsmouth and used to support Portsmouth and chose to shush the fat and end when he scored against. Them. Yeah, I was anyway. there. <laughs> I was anyway, there. Anyway, I was anyway, there. Anyway. And then obviously, not picking him. Obviously, you go into your midfield. So if you've got a back five with your wing backs and stuff and obviously you got a keeper that's already half the team so with the formation you're playing you probably want two midfielders and three strikers not three strikers three attackers, three attackers yeah. my two midfielders I know this is a bit defensive I don't even think it's actually that defensive I would have Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham Rice and Bellingham yeah I'd probably would as well I'd, I, I think I Bellingham is just yeah. top class especially watching both of his performances against Rangers even though they lost you can see the mentality of that bear in mind he's 18 yeah he's. He, I mean uh, the mentality uh, and what he demands from his teammates yeah, is so good and he, that's why I don't think so people good. should go oh because I, I would start him and I and I think I'd make an important in fact if it, I would argue that he is probably top three most important players in my team anyway because I think his development his development yeah you want him playing at that level for the experience just like we had Rooney playing just like we had um, Michael Owen yeah Michael Owen and uh, and uh, who am I thinking of Walcott we had brought him at 16 like we you've seen from past how well it works to like develop a young player that long I mean obviously we don't want him to have a short year we Um, we don't want a short career for him like Rooney had yeah but I think it's important and then my front three see I know it's controversial not having Foden in there I, w- I would have Foden definitely on the bench as an impact sub but I wouldn't mm. start him because I don't think he starts enough game for, games for City yeah he definitely you know got I mean? Sterling um, and, like, I would have Sterling Kane Saka I would. I think I mostly but I can see how people similar, would yeah. have Mount at right wing or Foden at right wing I think that right wing is a very variable option for people yeah. but I thought Sterling and Kane is a must yeah, like when, like when you're thinking about your England team, the first few names that I must on that sheet: Kyle Walker, Ster- mm. even though I forgot him earlier, Kyle <laughs> Walker, Sterling, Kane. I think mm. them three are a must. They've yeah. got experience. They've played in these tournaments. Like a hundred percent is a must. I mean, on on that right side, you could have like Rashford, Saka, Sancho. You like there's so many options. Man, I I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I think our teams are pretty much the same. It, that's the problem with with England. <laughs> we have too many players that play the same position, 
and our players we have a lot of adaptable players who can play in a lot of different positions but those positions just happen to already be filled and it's so yeah. frustrating but imagine if we had a system where we could play I genuinely like do think a, a we ten. have one of the best teams in the world oh definitely yeah like, like I think we really push France a good run for their money yeah 100% I mean I, to run through my through my starting eleven, I'd probably go oh, I probably would go Ramsdale as much as it, I, I, Pickford if there was ever a time where a, a keeper deserved to be in it would probably be Pickford now but I don't know it's just Ramsdale recently has been on another level so I'd probably have Ramsdale I'd all, I'm also going uh, three at the back I'd probably go Stone, oh. yeah, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably go for the same defense. I'll probably have literally the same defense. Stone, Stones, Tamori, Stones, Tamori, uh, Walker, Walker. I think yeah. Walker, Walker is so good at that right centre back role for uh, England. Prob- yeah, probably so the same keeper, same centre backs. Um, I probably would go Shaw just because as I would want to go Chilwell, especially because you can go Chilwell James. But I probably would go Shaw Trent just because I want I want the top top players playing. And sure, I mean sure, Chilwell's debatable, but I think Trent is a lot. He's a he's going to go down as the best, one of the best fullbacks, if not the best right back of, like, of all time. Yeah, he probably will go down as that. And I want you need him. You need him. In the oh, team, just, I yeah, just for me, it's, it's just Reese James. Yeah, it's, no, like, I and I think yeah, like it's very it, just opinion based on that. I think with Trent and Reese James, it's very opinion based. I think I wouldn't be up if Trent was starting. I wouldn't be upset if he was out of the Prem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 so good as well. But it's just I think Reese James. Just I think if we went one and up, adds just that extra bit in defence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the left back is our, definitely our. Um, I'd probably, the left back's our weakest role even though it's still good we've still got Chilwell and Shaw I think who Chilwell, are too, like, when Chilwell's 33 he's quality yeah and he's still young we forget Chilwell's he's still got like young. 25 I think 24 I think he might be 24 yeah, or if not he's just turned yeah, 25 yeah, so he's like around the mid 20s yeah he's like he's, he's definitely got like quite a lot of time left in his career and obviously Reese James is young Trent is young mm. Jude Bellingham like we've got a very good future Foden mm. Sancho oh. Rashford like it's these crazy. players that are coming up uh, mm. are, are quality top top class players Even yeah. I think Calvin Phillips is quite young as well yeah so yeah I, I mean yeah I think our teams are pretty much identical I'd probably I don't know I'd probably throw Foden in over Saka which is painful because Foden I do think Foden is a better talent than Saka but obviously Saka plays that role and he Saka plays it plays well more. And he plays, he, yeah, yeah, he plays, he plays, more. He plays more. He's got more minutes yeah. under his belt. I just think Foden is the same definitely, as like that, that definitely has a major factor in it. For me, anyway. Yeah. If a player is playing more and they are still getting... Like, I mean, the way that... Obviously, I'm a Spurs fan. And the way that Odegaard and Saka were linking up against Watford was so good to watch. Mm. Even from a Spurs fan. Like, it's like the, the talent that Saka has is is very good. Even for the, the, the second goal that they scored, he tackled the ball off a player passes it to someone else and then mm. gets the ball back and finishes at top corner and that comes yeah. from him just make, start, like, just being on it pressing yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean he brings that energy high and I, I think that's that's what you need especially when you've got a player like Kane up top who isn't the fastest and can't press mm. as well as like Sterling as well yeah. as like these people that are in like the City teams or Liverpool teams that are so used to this like high Gagan press like yeah. sort of um, just constant running yeah, yeah. like sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, I, I, can't, I can't think of the word but yeah but they're sort of t- uh, system yeah but yeah. they're sort of that sort of t- uh, uh, but yeah. when they're so used to that system 
I think you need a person like that around Harry Kane because you have to have Harry Kane start for England he's the captain yeah that I think and uh, he's been yeah, he's, he's scored the pick, most yeah. goals in the Euros he scored and everyone yeah. says well no Sterling did but no everyone just yeah. remembers Sterling's goals <laughs> because he was the only one that scored for so long yeah. in the Euros but yeah, he scored the most goals in the Euros scored the most goals in, in the World Cup for England so yeah no, he definitely has to start yeah I think Kane is number one pick surely surely I think he's most people's number one pick because yeah. who else are you putting? You putting well, Cal- he, is Calvert Lewin seriously? I mean, to be fair, I watched the game that Villa played um, against. Who did they beat four 0 Literally, like two days ago, forgotten. But yeah, I watched that game and Watkins played quality. Watkins did yeah. play so well. He's the goal he scored. He, he sort of like does like a Cruyff turn, and uh, Southampton. That was it. Yeah, oh, yeah. they beat Southampton 4-0 and Southampton are definitely in form at the moment so to do that was, was very very good and impressive I mean Coutinho played top class Yeah, um, I love watching Coutinho play I love watching oh, him play he's though. just he's one of those players that just you never know what, what he could do it's the same sort of when you watch like Neymar and Bappe mm. Messi he, he for me especially in that Villa team because he's got so much influence over him he's so good to watch yeah he's a brilliant he's literally a brilliant player that's the thing. I love. I mean, I mean, going back to England, I think a lot of people talk about War Prowse. So going back to War, going back to War Prowse on it. Yeah, I get it. I I do understand it. Now there's a huge amount of people that say we need to play Grealish alongside uh, War Prowse just because obviously Grealish wins more fouls than anyone in world football, yeah. and then that will give us a lot of free kicks. I don't think that having as exceptional he's probably top three set piece takers in the world that he is exceptional but like I don't think that's worth dropping Bellingham or Rice I know, no way uh, Declan Rice is I think is the best other than other than Kante the mm. best defensive midfielder in the Premier League I mean yeah. West Ham have said his worth is between 100 to 120 million yeah like if you're West Ham you literally have no reason to sell him because if, I mean obviously you get a lot of money but I, w- I wouldn't want him because he's want a, him he, Declan Rice is very heavily linked to United and I really hope he doesn't go to United because I think he will kill his career mm. that's what United's come to these days mm. like I think he's better off staying at West Ham than going to United yeah I, I, or he could he could potentially be like the um, like the Fabinho replacement when Fabinho eventually goes or or Fernandinho or even yeah he could go Jordan to City. Henderson yeah, yeah, yeah it just a, depends if they want him or not it's oh, just he, like he's he's exceptional, and it is not. And you don't see like DMs aren't really as commonly used as they were back in the day in modern football. It's a lot of time you wouldn't you want to yeah. sacrifice a defensive but player like, for an offensive player nowadays. But like it is, that's why you get players like Rice, and it's yeah. so important. Like that's so important. One other DM or defensive midfielder in the Premier League that I think is heavily underrated that no one talks about a lot is Rodri. I think Rodri mm. is one is the only player other than obviously Edison and like a couple of the centre-backs in that City squad that consistently starts for City every game Rodri's playing yeah yeah. So, uh, I think I've, I've, I've watched Rodri a, I've, I've only watched Rodri a handful of times to be honest because he never as much as he does play a lot because I see his stats at the end of each season he plays a yeah. lot every time I watch them he's never playing never he's always good the one, like De Bruyne he's never there De Bruyne is but so good I've watched sure. him a handful of times yeah Rodri he's never, I've never seen him have a bad game yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah he's, he's he's a top class. You never see him make a mistake, and that's what you need in your defensive midfielders. Yeah, understand. You, they they need to be. You need to trust them the most on the pitch because they're doing the most running. Like, look how influential Suchek is on, in West Ham as well. Like, he's more of a box to box midfielder, but the midfielders are definitely one of the most important um, 
positions mm. on the pitch 100% oh, and yeah. that's why you see teams like United doing so poorly and Spurs doing so poorly because the midfielders let them down the midfielders are so easy to run past that they can just run at that defence yeah that's that. That's, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Midfield is literally since football's been a thing. It's always and it always will be. I mean, unless you you're one of those people that argue that fullbacks are the most important nowadays in modern football. Well, yeah, no, the fullback position is very important, and that's what a lot of goal contributions come through is, is the fullbacks. They have to be so well rounded and so fit. They have they're constantly running, yeah. constantly running up and down, up and down. So, so yeah. 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 Fullbacks. I mean, if you look at the way Trent plays, he's basically a midfielder who just plays on, on uh, out wide. Yeah, and yeah. what Reese James when he was—I know this is ages ago—but when he was on loan to Wigan mm. from Chelsea, he played midfield the whole time. Yeah, but, mid. which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy that, the, that we get players that's this like diverse nowadays. It's, it's yeah, insane. at this high of a level. Yeah, but it's and like playing look at James well. Builder. Oh, it's, look it's, how old? <laughs> what, how old is James Will? Thirty-six. Something like that. Something like that. He's so old, and he can play. And so he can play fullback. He can play centre mid. Like he can play most positions on the pitch. Yeah, but what Milner is is mental. Like, is the fact that you can get a player like that who can play that many positions at that high of a level for one of the best teams club. in the world. Like, yeah, yeah I know he's mental. he's a rotation player. No, mm. obviously, like he doesn't get into that starting and like strongest side in eleven. Like, he, like mm. easily he doesn't get into that. But still, just to have that player on the bench is so handy for a manager. Oh yeah, ask ask Jurgen Klopp what he values Milner at. And you'll be—I yeah. sh- guarantee you'll be shocked. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because like, apparently Milner is one of the fittest players in the squad as well. Yeah, he will be. I'm not surprised. Like he, he's like From, a yeah, workhorse. But this what you got to remember—he's so old <laughs> compared to these younger lads, and he's one of the fittest there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think there's another thing with uh, with Milner as well. You can see he, he's like one of those players that you watch, and you can see he scans constantly. He's always there. Like, what's my next? Yeah, what's yeah, my yeah. next play? Where do I go? Like, yeah. and I love that. Like, I love watching. Uh, I recently went to I did a, a film a uh, little VT at the Portsmouth women's teams like one of their training sessions and um, just watching professional players is, is, is in person is crazy even at like obviously no disrespect but that's like a lower level compared to what we're talking about yeah. a lot lower level and uh, even then watching them that per- they they had like the mannequins set up to make like runs perfect runs every time like scanning yeah. around it professional football players are more intelligent than people give them credit for no, 100% 100% um but what? Who do you think will win the Champions League this season? I think it's an English team. I think it will be an English team again. Again. And I think it will be an English. I think it will continue to be an English team. To be honest, I think, or at least, we'll be in the finals or semi-finals. It will, uh, but just because simply we're, our, the Premier League is just such a level above every other league in the world yeah no, 100% this, this like, so this is so easily the, the best league yeah. in the world it's so competitive and do you know what is good you, is the games where you have City so, struggling so much against Everton who are battle, battling to stay up like that just shows how good the league is mm. whereas like you look at this City team now this Liverpool team now and you can say it was as good as the Barcelona team back in the day and the Barcelona team would smash the bottom the bottom sides like 7-0 like 6-0 or so would Real Madrid do you know what I mean when they went in like 2015 when they had the MSN and 2016 when it was Benzema Bale and and Ronaldo and stuff I can can see um, I I mean for me it's just Liverpool City isn't it really and Chelsea I guess as well but 
And then obviously even like PSG. Arsenal, even Arsenal playing so well at the moment. And yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, they can. Obviously, Champions League Arsenal have been in that. They for can a while. forget. <laughs> the, they can forget the Champions League, mate. I mean, when was the last time they were in it? No, to be fair, I think they'll probably get it this this season. <laughs> yeah, they will. I mean, they've played well. To be fair to them, all nothing but respect respect for Arsenal for this season because I mean, I really thought. They have really thought at the start of the season. I was like, Arsenal were going to do terrible. Like the, the last time also in the Champions League, Donald Trump wasn't president. Well, before he was president. Oh my god, that. I mean, I'm pretty that, sure that's 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 then, yeah. I think it was. Like, when was it? It was like 2015-16 yeah. yeah. And they got knocked out by Barton seven two on aggregate. I mean, I know I can't, as a Spurs fan, we can't talk. So they, uh, we got put in a spliff by Nabry. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we went one 0 up in that game, and so I was like, "Yes, one 0 up against Bayern." And then, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing like the Spurs one 0 like, Oh my god! This is, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 it went went downhill. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it will be an English team. My prediction is that it will be an English team. And if that's not enough of a prediction, I'm, I will say. I think I think it's I think it could be City's year. I think it could be City's I'm year. I'm going PSG. Jacking PSG. I'm going PSG. I think the experience they've got in that squad is enough for them to win a Champions League. And obviously, Poch is a top class manager. I think he gets criticised too much because he is expected to do so well with that PSG. I mean, bear in mind, to be fair, that PSG team is a super team. Oh, it's a joke. It's a super team, yeah, easily. But I don't think it's as much of a super team as the ones we've seen in recent years. But and I know that sounds ridiculous because they've obviously got front three of probably the best they've, front well, three of all time. Remember, they've got. They've got. Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, Ramos, mm. Nuno Mendes, um, Hakimi, yeah. Donnarumma, Navas. Yeah. They've got they've got two world class goalkeepers. Yeah. Their team well. is insane. But I think when you Min look Verratti like, as well. He's the last I think the last time we saw a super team because you could argue that um, well obviously City is a super team. Liverpool is probably a super team as well. But and a proper like one where you look at every single player in the starting eleven is world class. Yeah. I think the last time we saw that probably uh, was Real Madrid 2017-18 that team yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my god that, that team was quality the every team played. every team in I that watching squad the, was an iconic player I remember player. watching the Champions League final with my brother and it was when they were playing Juventus and it was just the tempo of the game was so fast mm. the way they're playing like they're, they've already picked the pass before they've even looked up Oh, their goal it's, they scored in that game. The, the no, goal no, even scored. the goal that Mandzukic scored in that game was f- mm-hmm. insane. One of the best goals in Champions League final history. I mean, obviously mm. you've got the goals that Bale scored against Liverpool, that overhead kick. Just insane. Just insane. Yeah, yeah so... It's crazy. Like, th- I think the level that we're at now, one thing that I think that... I think it's, it's like common knowledge, sort of, um, among football fans, but it's a thing that you're not really allowed to say or talk about. I think the level now is so so much higher than the level like anything we've ever seen in football yeah. you can't compare like as much as okay this is a bit hypocritical because earlier I was talking about how like Roy Keane uh, we need a player like that but realistically like a lot of players from the 90s and 2000s aren't getting in modern teams they're just not because the, the level is the stamina required the fitness the like everything is just you need to be able to do everything. You need to be able to pass, dribble, no matter what position. Even like, arguably, goalkeepers need to be able to. It's like, like I was, do I was a lot watching this now. thing, and it was like people don't watch sports for the people that can do the fundamentals anymore. People watch sports for the people that can do something out of nothing. Yeah. And that's what yeah. people watch, try and spot. And like, when one player does have an insane performance, um, everyone just hops on the bandwagon so quickly these days and that's how people can just explode so quickly before even 
genuinely proven themselves as a player, they can yeah. be huge. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that, we've seen um, that time and time again. Yeah. Like they're, they're wonder like, kids. Yeah, they're, they're never they never make it like well, like Jack Wilshere and players like that. Like, they never really reach their full potential. I feel like there's so many of them. Like, think about what Robinho. <laughs> oh, Robinho. Oh my God. Yeah, like they're a player. I mean. Yeah, Robinho was meant to be like the next big thing. I mean, even I mean, I know he had an. I mean, he's probably arguably the best striker of all time. But R nine literally had, could have been be- like Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, level. he never won a Champions League. That's insane. A player of that quality never literally won Champions never League. won Champions League, and he he would he should have won a lot because he yeah. he's literally that. Like, I think at his peak, he he did he had times where he was close to Messi and Ronaldo level, but like. He and he, I think he could have got there if he hadn't had that injury. Yeah, and uh, it's so, so it's so sad when you see like, ex- like examples like that in football of like players just not reaching the potential. They were almost like they were like destined. Like Jack Rush is another one who's like sad for I me. Mean, He's one for of the me. youngest players to ever play for Arsenal. Yeah, and like I mean, I'm from the age of like twenty, being like a top top talent. Like he, he should have really been England and Arsenal. I mean, unless he moved, obviously he should have been their next. He should still be playing now at a top level, hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's what he's, he's a, a Dutch team. He was a free agent. He's at gone the start to a Dutch team year. though. Mm. For in January, I'm not too sure. I know. Yeah, he was I a know free he's gone to some random team in Europe. Yeah, because I tried to sign him on my football manager save, so I know he was a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh mate, I can't even lie to you. Like, ninety percent of my football knowledge is from Football Manager and FIFA these days. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, no, like, no, it's for very for a lot of young kids. Like a lot of my football, I don't play FIFA anymore. But a lot of my knowledge from players and stuff was was through FIFA. I mean, like, if it wasn't FIFA, I'd have no idea who my son Ben Yedder is, mate. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? True. <laughs> that rat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like everyone goes, everyone goes on about all oh, these players. There are a lot of football players that only really you only know them because of FIFA. Like, like, like yeah, when Newcastle signed Bruno Gramaric or whatever, however you say his name, only knew him because of FIFA. Yeah, I same. Never have known him before. Yeah, and like, like and same with Kuluzewski. I only knew him from Football Manager. Like yeah. I only knew. Harland from Football Manager for a while, obviously until he became what he is now. Oh yeah. But at the time he um he went to he was at Salzburg. I That's what I mean. When Harland was at Salzburg and had one good performance in the Champions League, he blew up. Like blew up before he'd actually properly proven himself. He blew up. Yeah. Exactly. And he had loads of clubs sniffing around him, and he he has a lot of clubs sniffing around him. I mean, he's heavily linked to City and heavily linked to Real Madrid. Mm. Um, I mean, that would be a good move, I think, Real Madrid. Um, yeah, and obviously, what PSG are looking to replace Mbappe if he do if he does go to Real Madrid with Rashford, which yeah. which is but but this is another topic I want to get on back to the England squad. Would you have Harvey Elliott on that plane to the World Cup? Hmm. No, I wouldn't. Not yet. Not yet. I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a- attitude or whatever. I, I just don't. When I watch Harvey Elliott, obviously he's a good, talented player. Yeah, and he's stuff. quality. But he thinks he's God's gift to football already, and he, he's not. He, I don't think he's anywhere near Foden or or Saka. Level yeah, but the, yeah, but they play. They do play different positions. Oh yeah, no, no. Elliot, he does play that centre mid, no, box know, to like, box position. I'm only comparing them as young players, but even yeah. in, even then, comparing to Bellingham, he's not even in the same category as Bellingham. Yeah, like. I'm not saying he would start, but just yeah. to go. That's what. Yeah, no, I just. I think there's so many, even the backups. Even yeah, like Henderson, like, obviously Henderson's got, yeah. got to be on that plane. Yeah, definitely, and that's controversial because a lot of people will be like, "Don't get," but he, come on, like you can't. How long can people continue, continue and continue to 
disrespect Henderson. Like, how, yeah, how no, long Henderson can this is go on? He's, he's proven time and time and by the way I'm not a Liverpool fan it sounds like I'm like the biggest Liverpool I'm not at all but like he, he's just like, he's proven time and time again that he is a top top player okay not in, t- not in terms of like technical ability no has he got the technical ability no is he's, he he's best, a great leader is he, he the best passer of a ball no is he the best tackler he hasn't he doesn't really do any of the key things in football like to a top top level yeah. but he does everything uh, he puts his literal full heart and soul into everything he does he's a top leader like he'll shout at every player I mean, have you seen the clip of him like going like, when uh, Andy Robertson's going for a challenge and he's like Robo like Marco he's like yeah, shouting yeah, the instructions yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like that's what I mean you need a player like that imagine, imagine a player like that captain in England I mean I know Kane's going to yeah, well if it. yeah that's what I'm saying if you had it your way would you have Kane as captain no, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't rate Kane as a captain. I, I, not that I'm saying he's not a good like leader or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've spoken about how much I rate him already. But in terms of a leader, like as a captain, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd probably have. In, I mean, in, in the starting eleven we've given. So obviously, I don't know who would you who would you have? Because I mean, there's no real Declan like top Royce. leaders. Yeah, Royce. Declan Royce is yeah. well, he's by Stam's captain. You got to remember, Kane, Harry Kane right? doesn't captain Tottenham. Lloris does. Yeah, yeah. Exactly obviously, right. he's the vice captain for Tottenham, but then Lloris yeah. doesn't play. Kane yeah. is captain but Lloris is captain that's what a lot of people forget a lot of people think that Kane is Spurs captain Yeah, a lot of people do forget that it is Lloris um, but yeah obviously you've got Henderson who captains that captains Liverpool and stuff and what you got to remember whoever the, the England captain is they have to start every game yeah but did you, why I and that's would you yeah. have Jordan Henderson as captain for England because will he start every game I, no I wouldn't start him that's the thing that's yeah, why I wouldn't exactly. have Henderson I wouldn't have uh, like Kane, what, yeah, Kane, Kane when he's fit starts every game for England yeah. Sterling when he's fit starts every game for England mm. like, yeah, I, mean, I feel like Declan Rice when he's sense. fit he will start every game for England mm. maybe that so, is what we're lacking maybe England are even like Kyle Walker but I don't think Kyle Walker's a leader at all exactly really. Yeah, that, I think we are lacking like a true out and out leader I think Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham will bring that in the future yeah in the future yeah. I don't know about Rice now like he's a he's like a locker room favourite like everyone loves him like, for, well that's what that's the impression I get anyway. in West Ham yeah well yeah, yeah I've, I've seen I watched actually the overlap which is Gary Neville's um, YouTube mm. show sort of thing that he does and he interviews loads of different footballers ex-footballers Yeah. so if he did like a like an hour like sort of podcast thing with, with Roy Keane and he did the same with Declan Rice and I, li- and I listened to that and it was it was actually really good to get to know because Declan Rice doesn't have a promoter uh, not a promoter a um, what's it called agent agent his agent is his dad really yeah that's his dad crazy. is his agent. Well, that just shows his talent—the fact that he's getting scouted by clubs like United, and, and he's—he made—he made, no he made that decision that he knows that his dad is always going to have his best interest at heart. Yeah, and obviously his dad had to do loads of courses, and obviously had to mm. like know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, no, I I really like stuff like that because it, it shows how I think it shows how down to earth Declan Rice actually is. Yeah, I yeah. mean he's just a normal kid. Yeah, humble, humble yeah. as hell. Like, and it's funny. And like, like, yeah, he loves a laugh. Yeah, and you can tell he that like, he's a confident guy. Gets along with everyone. I think he could be potentially be a, a really, really good for England. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And Bellingham. And you Bellingham can even see well. like after the Euro final when he was crying his eyes at how much it actually means to him and the players. Mm. And I think we have, as England over the past years, have really lacked that just passion. Yeah, because the players obviously they talk about the golden generation how they were so focused on their club football 
they didn't have they had more passion for their club than they did for England and it should not be like that no it should not be like that and that's playing for England is an honour yeah and that is one thing like this club the players we've got you can see just from the Euros like they wanted that they wanted it so bad yeah I think we all did. We, I think we all, as a country, it was, I think it was ever it, since yeah. ever since the World Cup, we knew mm. that right, what the the generation we have now is excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we can believe right. again, even if we yeah. don't win, we can believe in our players, mm. yeah, and that's definitely. that's nice to have. One hundred percent. Yeah, we we've got we've got like obviously we've got Harry Kane. So already just from the fact we've got Kane, our attack, and obviously we've got Stern as well. Our attacking players is like what one of the best attacking. Uh, Oh yeah, we've got one of the best attacks in the world. Yeah, exactly. We've got like the one of the best defenses as well. Uh, One of the best midfields. I think we do because I I think just from like I mean obviously this is talking about like from potential as well. Include if you include potential and everything because we don't know how good Tamori is, but from how he's been playing, like Tamori could be like the next like best English defender. What about even people? No one mentions Chris Smalling for Roma. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. And Tammy Abraham. Tammy Ab- we haven't even talked about oh, Tammy, yeah, Tammy Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, he's yeah. been brilliant. Absolutely he would brilliant. he would definitely be my sub striker. Yeah, yeah, big Tammy. I um, love him. But I also do really like Ollie Watkins as well. I think he gives another I think Abraham and Kane give the same sort of option up front, whereas it's a mm. target man, great at finishing and stuff like that, whereas Watkins brings a different yeah, option that's up, true. up front. That is true. That's what hurts Tam- uh, Tammy. Like you don't, you wouldn't play Tammy over Kane. No, like why? Why would you do that? But yeah. if you need a different system, you got Ollie there. And yeah. but the only, oh, that's the problem. I kind of wish you could swap the roles of like of Ollie Watkins and Tammy Abraham because Tammy Abraham could play alongside Mount so well. Like because obviously yeah, they're obviously good they mates. played at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, and they're really good mates. Like um, I don't know. Uh, what about Jacob Ramsey? Would you take him on the plane? I'm that's not even the villain lie. midfielder. Never even heard. No, never really? heard of Jacob Ramsey. He is playing. Unreal for Villa at the moment. Him and Coutinho are really linking up. Well, he looks—he's he's, he's a midfielder, but more—he's—he's he's a box-to-box midfielder, but more attacking than defensive. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's—he's he's, and he's—he's he's playing quality. He's, he's never playing even, quality. <laughs> it's not often that I never even heard of him. No, nah, he—he's definitely <laughs> a top prospect for the future for England. and excited. This is what Fair I mean. Enough. We keep getting yeah. these these players coming through, and it just feels like they're coming out of nowhere. And I think in the future we will. De- I think we will definitely watch England win a major trophy in our lifetimes. Maybe maybe a few. I'd, I honestly, I think we were that close with the Euros. We were so close, literally yeah. penalty kicks. Yeah, like it, penalty it, it, kicks. That's why, like, it, in a way, there's no like. It's not like oh, I'm, I was not annoyed. I mean, I can't lie. I was very annoyed Obviously, at Rashford. Mate, I'm a, mate, I was so <laughs> upset when we lost the Euros final. I was very annoyed at Rashford, and not and not. And I need to say, not at all annoyed. I was not, and still am not, at all annoyed at Saka or Sancho for their penalties. Their penalties were good. They hit it hard as they can. They hit it on target. Nothing wrong with that. Good save. But Rashford's penalty was taking the mick a bit, and that's why I was annoyed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think it just is what it is. Yeah, it is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It is what it is. It is, what it is. It I'm not going to blame me. Rashford. Like it annoyed me at the time, but at the same time, I think it's a penalty shoot. I can go either way. I mean, yeah. I mean, Donna is, is is such a good, such a good keeper, and he saved two penalties. Do you know what I mean? We missed three penalties in a row. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what happens. Do you know what I mean? So we mm. sort of deserve it, even though he did save it. We missed the three penalties, and I, uh, when people were saying about Southgate choosing Saka, it was a wrong thing. You're a professional footballer. I yeah. don't care how young you are. Obviously, it's a massive, massive stage. It's a penalty kick. You're a professional footballer. 
yeah, you, you, you it is in your ability to score that. You should be. I mean, especially with like how harsh it is on goalkeepers nowadays with the rules. Like you should be scoring every penalty. Really, I mean, nine times out of ten you should score. Yeah, like it, it's not realistic to expect. I mean, it's hard because it's not realistic to expect a player to score every penalty, but they should be scoring because yeah. like the odds are so in their favour. That if they don't, it's almost like they've done something wrong rather yeah, than no, the keeper. Should, yeah, no, yeah, actually, giant. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's the, if, like penalty. Oh God, Kepa's penalty! You can't really say too much about goalkeeper's ability to kick a ball, because like, but come on, like. I mean, he got subbed on in the Carabao Cup final for penalty shootouts. Didn't save a single penalty and missed his. I mean, I'm not saying I would have scored a penalty if I was in his position. Oh no, no, obviously we wouldn't. We're just we're just commenting on it. But I I still think, as much as I wouldn't have scored the penalty. I think I feel like I could have taken a better penalty than that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is quite insane. He's a professional player. I feel like I could have taken a better pe- better penalty. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you'll never know until you're in the situation. Yeah, it's the, a cup final. Yeah. It is like it's the pressure's like, insane. Yeah, but he, he never thought he was going to take a penalty. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have prepared for it. And also, he's, he, goalkeepers are used to hitting the ball under, Upwards, so yeah. it'll go up. Yeah. So he, I mean, not this is an excuse, but I mean, you can't really say too much about it, can you? I mean, it's, it got, I mean, I bet he was. I bet he's devastated about. It. I mean, I know it's only the Carabao Cup, like, but it's still it's a major trophy. Like, I bet he's fuming. Like. I don't think it should be classed as a major trophy. Yeah. I think it's a tin pot trophy. It but is. Like, it is just the B Tech FA Cup. It's just, yeah, it's just a way to effectively cheat and get the quadruple. It is a B Tech <laughs> FA Cup. I don't even yeah. care. But yeah, no, it is. That's what I mean. I think it's very weird how we do have two domestic trophies like that in England. Yeah. Two domestic knockout trophies like that. The, the same concept, same sort of mm. thing. But it's just in the FA Cup, non league sides can be involved, whereas in the Carabao Cup, they can't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't see the point. Get rid. Uh, if you got rid of the Carabao Cup, you would then have more room to do weird shit like they're doing with. Um, Add, well, they've added the uh, what are, always the European. What's it called? I always forget what it's called. The the one uh, the Euros below the Euros, the one Tottenham are in. Oh, what well, the Conference That's League? That's it. Conference Europe, League. Yeah, so you obviously yeah. got the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League. Yeah, literally Conference League, pointless. Get rid of it, and um, literally get rid of the Carabao Cup. You can have more room to do weird stuff like that with Qatar. Like you, you could actually feasibly do it. You yeah. didn't have so many. So, yeah, no, f- football's actually the football is a schedules. It's just insane. Like, you look at Pedri last season. We played like, what eighty games. Yeah, or seven. Maybe Over that's too much. Yeah. Well, yeah just insane that's an insane mm. amount of games bearing in mind that's just the minutes he's playing on the pitch you're not even mm. thinking about the training he's doing as well oh god I don't even want to think about his schedule like yeah. a young player to achieve that and he's still got no he's top class Pedri yeah. yeah, Pedri's top class he, he could play he could play for another 20 years because he's 18 so he could play till he's 38 that's possible I mean, probably mm, unlikely yeah, but he could 15, 15 20 years we're yeah. getting players playing at this top level that still have like over a decade like well yeah. over a decade and that's what I mean it's like, that it's, the new generation is coming in though and the old generation is going off like Messi, Ronaldo Suarez like they're they're, they're falling off though yeah like I, it'll be really interesting who wins the Ballon d'Or next year I think oh that's true because we're getting to a point where Messi like, and Ronaldo will it be Mbappe will it yeah. be uh, will it be Lewandowski Mm. We're at we've we've reached a point in our lives. Like, this is crazy to think about. We've reached now reached a point in our lives where Messi and Ronaldo aren't the best. really in the debate. No, they're not the best in the world anymore. Ronaldo and Messi are not going to be in the not going to win the Ballon d'Or this year. They are not no, going to win. No, no, no way. 
Because there, there's just no Ronaldo's the, not in the competition. There's the too many. There's too many players better than them, though. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say better than them, but there's too many players performing on, the, uh, on, on a, a consistent, consistent basis. Yeah. Level, yeah. I mean, what Ronaldo yeah. in actually in 2022 is what scored about three goals. Four goals. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact stats to be fair, so I shouldn't be reciting it. But I bet he did go for a, a lo- the longest goal drought of his career at the start of 2022. Yeah. And then I think it was like four games where he didn't score, five games he didn't score, and that was the longest goal drought of his career, which is uh, mental. It's expected in a way because he's playing in England at an old age, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's Cristiano Ronaldo and like you Cristiano Ronaldo, sweet, sweet, sweet. I don't know. I think Messi's not even the Messi's arguably not even the best player at his club anymore, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think um, the Mbappe's performance against Real Madrid was just ish levels in it. It showed. Like, yeah, like that goal he scored was just that was like some Messi shit. And I watched <laughs> and I watched it live, so it's like made it even better. Yeah, as well. that was literally some Messi shit. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, that that was that was mental. Because I don't get with my with my schedules. Obviously, I work. I do uni all, like Monday to Friday, and then I, I work weekends. I don't get like that much that many chances to watch football live. So the fact that I got to watch that game and see the goal, oh my god! Yeah, well, there um, is Champions League on tonight. Um. Let me just look at the fixtures on who's on tonight. Obviously, it would have been played by the time this is out. Yeah. Um, but tonight you have Bayern Salzburg, which is one on one aggregate, but it is, it is at the Allianz Arena, which is mm. Bayern's stadium. Uh, is it Arena or Stadium? Allianz Stadium, something like that. Um, and you've got Liverpool Inter. Obviously, Liverpool are tuning up, and it's at Anfield. Hmm. Wow, I mean. That's the, I mean that's what if Liverpool managed to bottle this, but then yeah I'll I'll eat my words. But I don't know. I feel like Liverpool could win. I think so, I, I want to give it to City just because obviously they've never won it. They'll have that extra motivation to be like right. We, this is our first ever Champions League, and yeah. I think winning the Champions well, League could solidify Pep Guardiola as the best manager of all time. Well, he's won the Champions League in every club he's been at. Hasn't but he? with City, I mean, yeah. not with not just on his own. I should say yeah. with City because. Like you're getting to a point now where what else can he realistically do? He's already proved himself time and time and, and time the next again. thing he needs to do after City is to go to a club not as good. He needs to go to a club that doesn't have the money facilities because he's always been at what Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and City, all clubs that can spend highly. Yeah, he needs to go yeah. to a club, and I know that why would he do that? Why would he go to a smaller club if he wants to prove himself as the best manager of all time? I think that's what he has to do. Yeah, and I obviously like that. uh, that's why when people say obviously Sir Alex is the best manager of all time I completely understand and I agree but he always had when he wanted a player at United he could buy him pretty much yeah like he could just buy him like that yeah. like most of the time like 80% of the time he could whereas you look at managers like Mourinho who won the Champions League with Porto in what, 2006 I want to say uh, f- uh, 2004 2004 around, around so, then yeah. when United he, they, they literally knocked out United of the Champions League at Old Trafford yeah, when Marino's, they were oh. when they were the best team in the world it's crazy I I, I, I see where you're coming from I get that um, I, do, I do get that argument of like can you can you really say you're the best if you've had if you've never had to prove yourself at and that's why club, people like, that use that mm. against Messi where he never, he, he's never really proven himself at another club. That's the mm. major. That's the major debate. The one thing that people say against Messi. 
Yeah. Which um, you yeah, it's, it, which you can say, but then alternatively, if he did make the big money move to City and say he went and made a big money move to City in like twenty fourteen, everyone would criticise him and say, Oh, he's done it for the money, blah blah blah. So it's kind of like yeah, no, no, I do, yeah, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. With so, so tomorrow's so with who are you going for Bayern Salzburg Bayern? Yeah, Bayern got to be in it. Yeah, got to be Liverpool Bayern. into you going Liverpool. Yeah, got to. So then obviously you got City Sporting City already fighting up an aggregate. I mean that's sometimes football. If is Sporting, obvious. if Sporting won that game, I would donate five grand to charity I don't even have five grand well, <laughs> they're five nil they're five nil down on aggregate if they beat City and go through that'll be the biggest upset in Champions League history ever easily easily, easily. that's that's huge arguably football history <laughs> just because yeah, of um, how good City actually are right Real Madrid PSG obviously PSG are one nil up on aggregate but it mm. is at the Bernabeu Stadium see this is the one because I mean can you are there I mean obviously there yeah, probably are but like Benzema and Finishes Junior are two of the biggest, like, big name players at the moment going. Yeah. Like, big game yeah, players, yeah. I mean. Like, well, you've seen, like, they literally score every week, pretty much. Like, they, they are they are on form yeah. like, as a duo. And obviously, where it's at home. And they're, they're, Real Madrid are the biggest club in world football. So, like, you want to give it to them. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's PSG, though. It's PSG. I think PSG will win that game. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I think I think PSG so are the best the way, side. The way that Real Madrid actually set up in the first leg was so they were playing for a draw. Yeah, they were playing for yeah. a nil-nil draw. That which is one of the things I really hate. I, I hate that they've gotten rid of the away goals rule in the Champions League. I really disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. So. I honestly because now we'll see a lot more of that. I guarantee you, just in the next five years, you will see unless obviously they change the rule back. Yeah, you will see players, uh, teams rather, playing for draws. Because it just makes sense. Why would you go out of your way in an away fixture to go like, "Well, we're going to attack and bring the game to them," blah blah blah. Yeah. When you're just you, if you do that, you're opening yourself up to concede, and then you're fucked because you haven't got that away goal thing to like get you back into the game. So games like the sit, the liver, the infamous like Liverpool um, comeback against Barca, Im- that is impossible. No, 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 that would have still counted because obviously they 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 won on aggregate four three. But it's more like the Ajax Spurs. They won an aggregate four for it, yeah. But they the the um, oh wait, yeah, no, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was yeah. no away goals scored in that whole in, the, that, in that whole two yeah. games. There was no away goals scored. But maybe that extra but motivation of knowing it's like like Spurs, Spurs, would, Ajax, yeah. and Spurs, Man City would have never Spurs happened. would have yeah. never happened. They wouldn't yeah. have won because it was all on away goals. Mm. Um, so what you're going PSG, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to be issue. But also, you you lose that motivation. You lose that mo- that little extra bit. Of oh like, yeah, hundred percent. Because you you see it, you look at it differently. Because you're like, oh, it's only one goal. We yeah. can get that goal. We can squeeze it. Like, yeah. it's, it is different. No, I do totally understand. Manchester. So now we're going on to next week's fixtures. You have got Manchester United, Atletico Madrid. They're obviously one all. It's mm. at Old Trafford. I'm going Atletico. I'm going Atletico. I'm going to go United. I'm going to go United. Think they're going to do it. I think with Ronaldo. Ronaldo in that squad um, I think Sancho Alanga even Rashford I, f- I think mm. they will do it Fernandez as well I think they have the ability to beat Atletico and depending on who they get drawn against in the next round I think they'll probably get knocked out in the next round but it depends who they do get drawn against like they could get drawn against Ajax or Benfica yeah. you know what I mean and they could definitely beat one of those teams um, oh, I don't know if they'll be Ajax obviously the next fixture is Ajax Benfica two on aggregate but it's at the Johan Cruyff Arena 
Oh yeah, Ajax. I mean, I've literally just got back from Amsterdam, and um, all you see, literally everywhere, is Ajax fans. Ajax merch. Ajax, Ajax fans. Ajax pictures fan, like, of Cruyff. Yeah, Cruyff. And there's literally a shop called Cruyff, and it was just like <laughs> sold. Like, it just sold normal clothes. But it was called Cruyff, and had a picture of him on the front. Like it is a, a football city. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They literally, they are some of the best fans in the yeah, world. Yeah, to be fair, Ajax is fun. Like, but are we, uh, no, I went to Spurs Ajax the home fixture. Oh yeah. And their fans in the away end were just mental. They yeah. were just mental, just constantly bouncing up and down, singing. Like they were some top, top class fans. 100%. Yeah. Like I mean, I one of the best fans in the world. I wish I had a chance to go to a game. I, I tried to go to the, to the game. You, what day is it today? Tuesday. On Sunday. Tried to get to, uh, to that game, but it just literally completely sold out, which is another testament to the fans. It was a random yeah. league game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Sold out. And. Um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, big stadium as well. Yeah, I've got to give it to Ajax. Hundred percent. Just oh, back to, back to the United game. I think that Atletico will win. Only, yeah. uh, only reason I say that, obviously, you've got players who are on form for United, like Sancho's been brilliant, and Ronaldo's a big game player stuff like that. But I don't know. I think I think have you seen, have you seen the rumours of Jao Felix going to Arsenal? He's literally sat down and had contract talks with them. Like is, yeah, I did like, hear about his agent being in North London or yeah. something like that. He's I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. They've he, the Arsenal have sat down with his agent, so like that's un, that does unsettle a player. So like he could think like he did. He did score in the first leg though. Yeah, yeah, true, exactly. But I don't know. I think that you know if United pull it back, it'll be a great game to watch. Brilliant game. But I do. I, I don't know. if I can see Atletico holding on to this one I mean their team's well, nothing they, to but they're not, there's nothing to hold on to they're drawing one all they're basically going into this a clean oh is it one all yeah, 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 yeah. no it's one all oh, and Langer yeah. scored and it's at Old Trafford it's at Old Trafford so yeah. it's definitely in United's favour it is in United's favour I just think I mean Atletico haven't necessarily had the best season either um, yeah, but they're, yeah they're, I think they're, they're sitting at fourth in La Liga below Barcelona yes yeah, so they haven't necessarily had the best season uh, the only reason I would go Atletico is just purely it's, it's purely just recency bias it, of seeing them at the, the, the Manchester derby I thought they were so poor um, they just just like Maguire was so poor and like Wan-Bissaka was think, dreadful but obviously because the game is next week it really depends how the next fixture goes yeah and that is against Spurs yeah so I mean, so like they they they've had a t- definitely a tough run of fixtures. Obviously, literally the last they've been seeing something on TikTok. Thing, and their fixtures were obviously City, Spurs, Atletico, and Leicester. That's the next four. And obviously, Leicester aren't like a top team, but on their day, Leicester can beat anyone. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leicester are a good team. Leicester are a good side. They just have no, they, this season. team's been very incons- this season been very inconsistent. Um, Juve Villarreal. They've won all on aggregate, but it's at Juve's stadium. I don't actually know what Juve stadium is called. It's one I don't know um, off the top of my head. The should I Google it? Should I have a little look? I do, do you know what? I don't know what it's called either. I, I bet I'll, I will know it when you read it. For some reason, all I can think is Stadio Olimpico. Allianz Stadium. Oh yeah, the Allianz. I thought Arena. that was that was Bayern's. It's Bayern's at Allianz Arena. Oh yeah, that's at Allianz Arena. Yeah. Oh, mate, I don't know. It's, no idea. I literally have never. Actually so Bayern Munich Stadium <laughs> is the Allianz Arena. And Juve Stadium is the Allianz Stadium. I've never heard that, like literally ever. But I think either way, I think Juve will win just because Vlahovic is. Oh, mate, Vlahovic. Yeah, Vlahovic is. is he's he's de- he de- definitely gives me the same vibes as Haaland. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I mean, that type of striker, yeah. big, strong, strong, fast, and can finish. Reminds me of Van Nistelrooy. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, can, I can see that as well. It, not um, just because he looks a little bit like him, but also just because <laughs> he's the type of player. Yeah, and like, yeah. Well, he scored in the first what thirty seconds of the last game, didn't he? Yeah. Or the first like minute of the last game. He scored in his thirty seconds into his Champions League debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was his Champions League debut, um, which is crazy. And then you've got Lille Chelsea at Lille Stadium. That's that's um, a hard. But Chelsea are two to up on aggregate. Uh, oh, I think they've got the I experience mean, and stuff to to to, to breeze past Lille. Yeah, like don't don't knock the the league on like title holders, but I mean it is. I mean you do you, you your expect, mind does go you Chelsea. expect Chelsea to win that? Yeah, especially with the team they have. Like, I mean, I think I think even their third team could potentially hold that game out as much like as much as like I don't want to disrespect Leo they literally have won the league on over PSG but like <sighs> Chelsea are Chelsea aren't they like look at their team it's insane yeah you got to remember that was last season let's look mm-hmm. now Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Again, like, I don't know how I don't really looked at the league and table. I don't think they're up there. I don't think they're actually up there. It's um, crazy that they even won it. Like <sighs> mental. Yeah, what Monaco won it the year that they did well in the Champions League. They, they won it over PSG. So PSG don't actually dominate as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the moment, that their team is just levels above everyone else's in that league. Levels, levels above. I think yeah, like, I think the I think uh, underrated signing as has been Hakimi. Hakimi is brilliant. Mate. I think one of the one of the most underrated signings in the Premier League is Jose Sarr, the Wolves oh, keeper. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's been quality this season. Another football manager legend, Jose, Jose Sarr. Sarr. <laughs> Another one had him last year. Yeah, um, I think Tommy Asu's been a quality signing for Arsenal. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely, yeah. And then and Odegaard as well has been coming to form recently. Yeah, Odegaard's yeah, Odegaard's great. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, good football is in a good place. I think. <laughs> yeah, entertaining football, to watch. Football is very entertaining at the moment. Most yeah. teams, most teams are good. Are good as well. Like most teams, that, when you watch them, they like, at least have some sort of solid understanding of what they're doing. Like, yeah, like, it's just. I mean, back in the day, United used to just plow through teams, and Chelsea as well. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. nice to know. Even if you're watching City, the best team, or Liverpool play like on paper the worst team you just never know what's going to happen yeah no yeah I agree it's no, crazy I agree. right so like who on so the big big question like two big questions the first one who do you think is going to be what do you think will finish as top four the second one who do you think will finish bottom four or bottom three bottom rather three. top four for me City I'll do it in order as well City, Liverpool, Chelsea I think that's going to solidate City, Liverpool, Chelsea as much as I hate to say it Arsenal, Arsenal. I think we'll finish in the top four as well, because they're just they're just playing so well at the moment. You, they've won so many, they haven't lost. The only teams that they've lost to are the, are the top teams recently as well, like City and stuff. So like, and I really think them not being in Europe this season has helped them a lot. Oh, definitely, it definitely helped them yeah. a lot, hundred um, percent. I mean, yeah, it's the fixtures alone. I'm, I'm like. quite excited to watch their all enough in the season to to see how from the first, obviously they lost their first three games to to Brentford City and not sure who the other team was, uh, but everyone obviously remembers that opening day defeat to, to Brentford. I mean, that was that was huge. Um, just a, just another case. And just yeah, yeah just a. To, to turn the season around like that I think Mikel Arteta has done a great job of picking the players that he wants like he didn't have to change his goalkeeper Leno was a good goalkeeper but he did mm. he, he he brought in the players like Ben White and Tomiassi the players that he wanted to play his style yeah. with and he's done well in bringing in those players because the, the, they're playing the way he wants them to play and it's finally working out for them which is 
which is what he wants and, uh, and I do think he he will be a top manager one mm. day I don't think he is yet but I think no. he will be a top manager and I think next season is very is going to be very telling for Arteta as a manager yeah especially if they do get Champions League 100% yeah because I mean your first season in the Champions League as a manager anyway is already stressful especially when you've got a team like Arsenal where like the, your, the transfer window you have really does determine how well you do if they well can you Sandra Felix oh they signed Joao Felix I uh, that is because he's on another they level they were like, trying talent. to sign Vlahovic yeah if they got Vlahovic oh god imagine that team imagine that team but you take out Lacazette and put in Vlahovic or Joao Felix yeah exactly oh it it starts to get to a point where it's exciting but yeah I mean I think that that top four I'd I'd probably have to agree with that top four pretty much exactly the only one I could see maybe changes I could see Liverpool winning the league but it's just obviously it would take a lot and City would have to slip up so there's a lot to ask yeah I think City (laughs) will win the league yeah City I think when they're in the driving space you always see they, they just don't seem to lose games Mm, I mean, I remember two seasons ago when they got, what, 98 points and Liverpool 97, something like that. Neither of them lost a game for the rest of the season. Do you know what I mean? They just won. They kept on winning. Uh, Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got teams now that have so much talent that they could you could potentially see another... I think that we'll see another... uh, a season, rather, better than... I mean, we've already seen a season better than the Invincible season because the Invincible season, by the way, controversial, so overrated... Like I'm sorry, but the Centurions are so much better than the Invincibles. If you actually, but if you go insane. through it player by player, there. Obviously, you got Bergkamp, Thierry Henry, and, oh, I'm not and, and Sol Campbell. Disrespecting the actual like, yeah, players, yeah, yeah. but that season, like, come on, like, they, uh, you can't yeah, compare yeah, the Centurions. Yeah. So you had what Aguero and yeah, David Silva and Company, Company, Kyle Walker. Oh. Torre was it Torre is that his last season when I it think he didn't really play though I yeah. don't think he actually Still, played the player um, himself like yeah it's just crazy I think the fact that I think yeah I think City and Liverpool are, have, have really changed just football in general like just because of how they, they've they, they've really developed modern football with the the way they press and stuff like that and, yeah. and modern goalkeeping and they're, they're very two similar styles in the way they play they've yeah. raised the level because you now have to have enough players uh, enough backup players to really like because think you, you, back in the day you used to have like you start at 11 you'd have like your super subs yeah. whereas now it's like you really have to have three teams basically well yeah look, what I was talking about the other day is that we were, I was actually having this debate with my friend about the Invincible squad and the City team and I, I was saying with the Arsenal team these players like Thierry Henry and Bergkamp and stuff like that stood out so much more because some of the players around them were nowhere near their level yeah. whereas the City team as a unit are at such a high level these other players don't stand out as much yeah it's true it is true because like imagine if you had a player like Sterling in that Invincible team he would literally be like an iconic like, well yeah, I know yeah. he's iconic but like, he like, would like, be like yeah. a top top yeah exactly but because he's he's got players like Mahrez yeah, Foden like, so Foden, Mahrez Sterling Grealish like, I know this isn't their Invincible team but this is their attacking options now Grealish Jesus De Bruyne like it's, the, the it's actual class of these players is, is so high yeah yeah definitely even I mean. when they lost Ferran Torres you can see how actually good Ferran Torres is now and, when yeah. he's at Barcelona and he wasn't even making that City squad which is that just shows like I mean I mean there's a whole argument about that going on at the moment about like La Liga and how good the level actually is because of yeah, because of Torres and Adama mainly I think that mainly sparked the conversation 
but then there's obviously other things like but you got to remember that, that, that like people like Adama are now playing with a lot higher quality players around oh, of course them. yeah so that's why he's getting a lot more assists whereas mm. I think he would do those runs and make those runs and pass it off for Wolves mm. but no one would finish him because like no I al- I've always rated the Dharma Traore really mm. highly and I think he does get over hated yeah of course yeah I mean uh, he's just like a he's a, the epitome of like the new generation of player that gets disrespected by old heads yeah just like that he just is, isn't he? Like people like because it's oh, just a pace merchant and stuff like that. Yeah. No, look at it. Look at him. Look, look at the size, size of him, mate. <laughs> size of him. He says he doesn't yeah. do weights. Like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't do fuck weights. Fuck you off, mate. Yes, you do. What do you do oh then? <laughs> just sit there and have a wank, mate. And that's why he's <laughs> so huge. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, it's a joke. Like, I mean, no disrespect to Wolves because I, I do rate a lot of their players, but he has literally gone from like. Getting uh, getting passed to by Ruben Neves to De Jong and like do you know what I mean? It's a new level. Uh, biscuits. Like, yeah. yeah, and like uh, he's just like uh, he's playing with some of the most intelligent. Like De Jong is is so. Oh yeah, De Jong De Jong is is, is quality. He's a top class midfielder. Literally top class. Like, and he's yeah, and, and to go from yeah to go from play getting running down. Well, you got Semedo behind you. All of a sudden, you've got like Sergio Dest and. Ah, oh, mate. Sergio, you test! Oh my god, the mic's peaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's just not. I mean, I think in terms of quality, yeah, the Spanish league may not be the. It's not. No league's comparable to the Premier League. Literally, no league is comparable. Yeah. No, no league. There never will be either. Okay, you can't say that for sure, but like, I honestly don't think that we'll see a t- a league as good as the current Premier League for a while, like, unless yeah. it just continues to improve. Obviously. But the Premier League, I mean, unless the Premier League keeps improving and improving, but I think the, this generation we got, we'll look back and go like, and be like, oh, we have really misunderstood these players and just we didn't appreciate it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I think, don't think we appreciate the players that we do. This is why I, I hate when uh, people are like Greenish is a flop and Sancho's a flop, and so they're not. They're oh, not. Mate, they're not. <laughs> and Sancho's really coming into form at the moment as well. Oh, he's been brilliant. So yeah, I, I don't know. We just. Just have to. I mean, Grealish is the sort of player where people say, "Oh, 100 million, yeah." Oh, come on, is he worth 100 million? Probably not. But he's uh, to to Villa, he was worth 100 million. They're not yeah. going to sell him for less. Yeah, 100. percent So that's, that's what people factor. forget. People forget they're not buying. That's why obviously you say Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire for 80 million, and I don't think United should have paid 80 million for Harry Maguire. But to Leicester, that's how much he was worth. Yeah, they, he was they, so they, essential in that squad. Do how much do you want Jack Grealish? Are you willing to pay 100 million? If you're not, you're not getting him. So yeah, you that's that's what West Ham say if they can rise with like 120 million sort of like that's mm. how much he's worth to our West mm. Ham squad because he's so integral. That's why Harry Kane and Son are worth so much to Spurs because yeah. they're such important players to that yeah, squad. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know. We we could literally we talk could about go all on, yeah. on all day about this because there's so many examples. But yeah, like, yeah. But well, I don't think I asked for the, the the bottom three. Who's your bottom three? Bottom three. It's got to be Norwich and Watford in there. Mm. I think it would be near to impossible for Norwich and Watford to get out of that one through there. Um, it, it's really just a debate on that last thing. I think Newcastle have secured themselves safety now. Um, mm. I know I know they haven't actually secured it, but their form at the moment, they haven't lost for ages. They haven't lost in like, the last six games. Yeah, I think my because uh, one of the people I work with is a Newcastle fan. I think he was telling me a stat the other day. I think they haven't lost a game 
Oh, how many games unbeaten? He told me it was like yeah, they've lost like, so it's many like games. Eight, eight games unbeaten, something like that. It is, or is it they haven't lost the game in 2022 yet? No, they definitely have. <laughs> I'll, have like I'll have a look who their last loss was right there. So obviously they um, they beat Brighton 2 1, uh, beat Brentford 2 0, drew with West Ham 1 0, beat Villa 1 0, beat Everton 3 1. Beat Leeds 1 0, Drew of Watford 1 0. The last loss, and it wasn't even in the Premier League, it was in the FA Cup, was to Cambridge, and that was on the 8th of January. So in the league, they've not and lost since 2022? No, they, haven't, they yeah. haven't lost in 2022. That is insane. So yeah, Their last I'm loss in the Premier right. League was the 19th of December to Man City. And I'm not. 4 0. And I'm sorry, but I've not heard anyone talk about this yet. Surely that, like. That we need to give some credit because there was a there were time where we were talking yeah, about they're them. No, getting relegated. They're now sitting at 14th for the Premier League. Yeah, they're not getting relegated. They're not getting relegated. It's, for me, it's between Everton Leeds. For Everton Leeds, not Burnley. Burnley, not. Oh, Leeds. yeah, Burnley, sorry. Yeah, Burnley. But I think Burnley have the quality. I think Veghorst is, is, is quality. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Burnley always find the way. And I know Everton in their history have never been relegated from the Premier League. Yeah, that's oh, mate. Um, that's what I mean. I, I, in terms of like that would be historically sorry. like yeah. crazy if, if Everton actually did get relegated. Yeah, I think obviously Leeds have now got a new manager, so you you mm. never know how that sometimes a new manager can affect a club very very positively. Yeah, good or um, bad. Yeah, obviously Frank Lampard's coming at Everton, and you haven't seen the change, which is like it's ah uh, it worries me a bit. It worries me a bit because. I mean, obviously, I I don't know. I, I rate Lampard, but he wasn't the best at Chelsea. He didn't have the best run, but he made the he foundation. He got top four at Chelsea. Yeah, and he and he made the found. He built the foundation for what Tuchel then improved on and stuff like. He, forget yeah. like we forget without Lampard, we wouldn't have players like Mount playing at the th- level he's playing at. Uh, like, yeah, he helped thing. develop players a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. I just think he, he's a good manager. Clearly, he's a, got a great. He's got one of the highest IQs in football, uh, or if not the highest IQ in football, I think. Frank Lampard it just, and, whether um, it translates well into being a coach or not I mean this is what we're finding out yeah because I, I mean the thing, thing is like you have to be very intelligent and have a good football knowledge of course but you also have to be a good people person you have to have good personality you have to be confident you have to be like there's so many things that yeah. go into football management oh yeah yeah it's not just it's not just like football manager <laughs> <laughs> no it's not um, if I was a football manager there's no way I'd like there's no way I'd be taking Pompey to I the I would go Everton to get relegated you think Everton I will go Everton Everton or Leeds in, in, in to add into that I think I don't think it will be Burnley so you think what order you think it will be Norwich last Watford and then either Everton or Leeds in, yeah. in, in 18th also did you know that Harry Kane after his game last night has taken over Thierry Henry's goal record in the Premier League and now has more goals than Thierry Henry in the Premier League oh my god that's crazy see, it won't be long then won't be long and he'll he take over is, oh my god he is now one goal off a level in Frank Lampard's record of goals in the Premier League when so and and obviously like because Kane is talked about a lot but when are we so when is that there's another thing I don't really hear spoken about a lot is the fact that Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in Premier League history why do we not talk about it? He's the, because he hasn't won the Premier League yeah it's because, because he's he hasn't won trophies imagine if he was imagine if Kane came through the Chelsea youth system or City or yeah like oh my god it would it would be yeah it would just be crazy wouldn't it I mean the player he is now 
without having like the top top players feeding him without oh my god imagine the goals he'd be scoring if he played in that City team it'd yeah, just be Cancelo and I think he'd score near to, to 25 goals this season mm, yeah I, th- I think I think if Kane I think Kane would break the Premier League like uh, golden boot Record. I think he's Yeah, it's thirty-two. Isn't it Salah. 32, it's a Salah I think he'd get thirty-three with that inner city team. It depends if he stays fit. Yeah, of course. But like all factors, say like, I mean, obviously it's unrealistic to say no injuries, but minor injuries throughout the season. I think he could get thirty-three in that oh, city. So yeah, it's such a variable, but yeah, no, I do see. He does have the quality too. Yeah, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. And the fact that he's already got 30 goals in the Premier League without playing with that level of talent around him. Imagine what he could do with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think Harry Kane is just disrespectful. I mean, Harry Kane is on 10 goals this season, which, bearing in mind his start was very slow, shows his recent form has been quality. Yeah, that's the thing. Form is temporary, class is permanent. There's yeah. never been a statement I agree with more yeah, in football. Uh, honestly, because... I mean, even Messi, even Lionel Messi himself has had a rough season. I mean, he hasn't. He's been he's been really good actually. He's not had a he's not had a game where he's had a rating below seven point five. So he's actually been good, but obviously from Messi's standards, it's not. Son this season <laughs> scored has scored eleven goals and got five assists. Yeah, once again, another top, another good season. From, he's just yeah. another great player, and he's like human Son, one of the best finishers in the Premier League. Yeah, like the way he because. Son obviously with with him being brilliant on both feet, as well as the fact that he he's so good at like turning. Is oh, I think when you, and he's so quick as well. If you had so to put, fast. if I had to pick five players in the Premier League who I'm um, like, you have to like who are through on goal, like all past all the defenders, just one on one with the keeper. I think top five. Son's in top five, maybe even top Kane, three in Kane the league. To be in there. Yeah, obviously Kane, Ronaldo, obviously of course, and then De Bruyne. You know, I'd have De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne is. A, it's just a player that you can trust. Who's got the composure? Yeah. Who's got like, I don't know. I think in terms Salah, of Salah. yeah, yeah. I think Salah. probably Ronaldo, Salah, Kane, De Bruyne, Son. He's probably the top five. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that huge debate. He's better Son or Mane. It's a huge debate. Well, I mean, is yeah, that is very hard. And obviously, you got to look at this. Mane's actually won the trophies, and Son hasn't. But, but Son's individual stats are better at the most. Well, Mane has scored 12 goals this season, whereas Son has scored 11, but Son has mm. assisted a lot more than Mane has. But swap Son and Mane around in their clubs, who does? Who would Son, does would, better, Scott, yeah. Son would have better numbers than Mane. And I think that should end the debate, really. Because as much as I, I rate Mane so high, this makes it sound like I, I don't rate Mane. I do. I really rate Mane. But I think Son... Just like if he was in that Liverpool team, yeah. If someone was, if the if the front three was Salah, Firmino, or, or Jota, Salah, Jota, Son. Son. Come on, yeah, come on. But that's a joke. That front three is insane. Like that front three is better than Mane. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. It just yeah. is. Like in my opinion, anyway. Well, they they've signed that Luis Diaz, and he's been playing with Mane. It's been Mane, Salah, and Luis Diaz up top at the moment, and he's that's been he's great. Been yeah, Luis Diaz has been brilliant. Yeah, I wish he signed for Spurs, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool came in and hijacked the deal. It is what it is. Not going to cry oh, about it. Oh, <laughs> so, so my top four, my top four, my bottom three, my top four uh, was well, it's identical to yours. City, City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal. That's what I. That's what I believe will be top four. The only other one will be really. Um, it would be United, but I, I just think Arsenal are better than United at the moment. Yeah, and um, bottom three is actually different. I reckon. 
<coughs> I reckon it will. I reckon it will be Burnley. I think it'll be Burnley, yeah. Burnley, Norwich, Watford, or Burnley, Watford, Norwich, rather. Yeah, yeah. I think that will be the bottom three. Because I, I just, I don't know. I don't see Everton. Everton are too big of a club. I know it doesn't have. Literally has zero factor. Literally no factor at all. Because the players have got to perform at the end of the day. But I just think they're too big of a club. To, I can't see it happening. Everton in the Champions League. Oh, sorry, Championship. Well, in the Champions League, it's just a so shocking, really. <laughs> yeah, Everton in the Championship <laughs> would be pretty so weird to see. So weird to see. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that. I really don't. I think Burnley, Burnley, Watford, Norwich will be the bottom three. And then uh, I, I think next season, I, th- I think next season will be really, really interesting in the Premier League. I really do. I think it'll oh, be one yeah, of the best. Yeah, we seasons. have to wait. We have to wait and see what sort of happens. I think Spurs can have a great season next season, a full season under Conte, where he, if he is allowed to spend what he wants to spend in the summer, obviously Daniel Levy is a shit owner. I'm not even gonna lie, he's such a shit owner. But if Daniel Levy gives him the opportunity. To, to, to spend what he wants in the summer Spurs could could be a force to reckon with and could definitely win a trophy I mean I feel like I say this every season yeah but definitely could win a win an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup or, or something like that because yeah. we've been close to winning the Carabao Cup too many times now um, see do you know who I think it would be a good signing for Spurs someone like Mukieli who literally can play he can play so he can play centre back and right back yeah but we've got that Interganga yeah, but I think Mukiel is a step above. I, I do rate Tang. Well, I don't rate him like as a top top player, but I, yeah. I, I do like Tanganga. I think he's like, he's a he, he's a player I actually am fond of. Yeah. And, and you know he's not a player that like no one hates him. Do they? Yeah. No one hates him. But like, unless you're an Arsenal fan, I guess. Um. But yeah, I think Mukiel is just that like, step above. He's, and he's got yeah. that potential, like, because he really. I mean, I could see him signing for a club like Bayern in the next few years. So for a, t- a Tottenham to swoop in and get him, I think would be good. Especially because they are both they right back and centre back are two positions that Spurs need to strengthen, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Cecil's been playing a lot of, very well, but like, yeah, we just do need more consistent players and more of a. We just need a bigger squad of yeah. of better players. Yeah, yeah, the bench needs improving because I. Oh, I've got depth isn't the best though. I mean the biggest problem with Tottenham obviously is like you want to make improvements but it's hard when you've got 700 million debt from that stadium yeah <laughs> like, what can you really do with that but Conte's got a lot of issues to work with but I think he's doing well considering like considering yeah, yeah no, he's, his mentality is great for, for a merger and is what is, is what Spurs need mm. 100% yeah definitely alright I mean that's just that's just about to bring us over the two hour mark yeah I'm, I'm happy to yeah for the first episode first episode a lot of football talk this episode a lot of football yeah talk. you'd think we're a football podcast but <laughs> there's a lot going on in the football world and yeah, not much yeah. else going on yeah there's it. not really much going on <laughs> anywhere else and to, yeah but I mean that is episode one of Love It or Leave It yeah love it's it episode podcast. one of the Love It or Leave It podcast it's uh, pretty much it's just under two hours hour, hour and 58 but yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope you boys enjoy maybe next time we do this we'll have a guest Never Ooh, know. Yeah, um, we definitely want to get some guests. Yeah, definitely want. Yeah, no, I've got a couple of people that would actually love to come on and just lo- just like to waffle about stuff like we do. And mm. in some way, hopefully, it's entertaining to listen to whilst you're, you're doing yeah. something around the house or, or driving somewhere or smoking a spliff or something. So, so yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd much rather us come in, chill out, have a nice little waffle, and just talk about whatever we want. Yeah, and then if anyone, if if 
by some miracle. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> that's why it's called Love It or Leave It. Because yeah. you literally do, just love it or just leave it. That's completely yeah. fine. If you don't want to, primarily, I, um, we're making this just for fun. We're yeah, yeah, cause yeah, yeah. Because you just want it. Yeah, a hobby that we both enjoy. Just yeah. chatting about nothing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, so, like, mark my words, right? This time in a few months, we'll have a, we'll, in next year. This time next year, we'll have a, we'll have a co- uh, sponsor, mate, and we'll be like, this episode is sponsored we'll by. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> right, uh, the other thing the, in a couple of days, so Thursday, Thursday the tenth. Make sure you check out the uh, Radical English Gentleman podcast. Where myself and Tommy yeah. will be making an appearance. Yeah, uh, you can find that anywhere but YouTube, pretty much. Because I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he's actually changing the name of his podcast as well, as it can cause offence. Yeah, it to does sound. People. Yeah, yeah I mean, to be fair, there's a radical in the name. <laughs> yeah, radical. In the name. <laughs> it makes it sound like um, quite dodgy. Actually. Yeah, I think he might be changing the name, but I'm sure we'll put it in the description something somewhere. What, what's what's going on with that? But yeah, definitely give it a listen. We we do talk about. Um, real subjects in the UK in more in more of a political manner um, yeah so yeah it's actually yeah. a really interesting podcast and I had a really good time filming it we had a few few bevs whilst we were, we were filming it yeah it got so, it so yeah no, it was, re- it was really enjoy- enjoyable so so yeah definitely mm. give that a listen as well if you enjoyed this podcast you'd definitely enjoy that podcast yeah yeah the production's a lot better as well so yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's our first time let us off Alright, well, it's literally 20 seconds until the two hour mark, so might as well just end it here. Alright, well, it's been real. It's been real, and I'll see, see you in a bit, guys. Alright, in a bit.